This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, the only online listening experience. I am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm also joined this week by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, although I don't recommend it because sometimes he's on Twitter and most of the time he's not, but Dave, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Now let me ask you again, Dave, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. You would how have thought you, you would have thought that you would have changed the word awesome. Because having having known that every episode I come onto the show and say I'm doing awesome as always, you don't want to have two awesomes. There's there's tons of synonyms for you to choose and you and you choose awesome. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. I'm how fucking unbelievable. Everything's falling and everything. Bob Backlund. I'm, I'm doing yeah, wonderful. Push that button again, Chris. Bob Backlund. Everything's falling. This is this this show. This is marking out. Episode 185. We have 15 more episodes to the lucky 200. I Why really the, don't, you just jinxed it. What? Why would I, you say that it's lucky 200? You never heard that expression before? No, now it's going to be the worst episode ever. Yeah, that's what that's what lucky 200 means. Is it? Yeah. All right. I hope so. So, uh, fan questions and comments? Yes, maybe we should do that. Yeah, first we have from Kevin Pretorius. Hey guys, it's me. It's me. The, eh, I got nothing. I just want to say thanks for making my year by saying my name on your podcast, guys. It means the world to me. My question is, will we ever see the Dolph Ziggler vs. Zack Ryder dream match at WrestleMania? From your number one South African mark, Kevin Pretorius. P.S. You guys said my name right, so uh, it was it was so awesome. So thanks for being a fan from South Africa. And, yeah, for uh, sure. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I hope. I really do hope we see Dolph Ziggler versus Zack Ryder because it, go, what you have, you have No, I was going to say like how on uh the JBL and Cole show, they're how they're kind of teaming they're up on that show over. now. So, I'm hoping that maybe they could translate what they're doing on that show into like what they did with Wade Barrett. How he started Bad News Barrett on that TV on that uh, YouTube show? Yeah, but if they take over, over, if they taken over, then is that tag teaming? They're, I mean, you can tag team, but then have Dolph like, has that championship right now. But then have maybe Ryder turn on him. I would love to see Dolph Ziggler versus Zack Ryder for the Intercontinental Championship with Ryder and as just, a heel. Not even doesn't have to necessarily be as a heel. Although I could see it, I could I I could see Matt being a really good heel. I mean, I've seen him as a heel before. He, bro, you mean Zach? Yeah, Zach. <laughs> he's good at really sick at. He knows how to cut amazing promos, and I think that with the the crowd reaction behind Ziggler, you really don't want him to be a, a heel at all. I think it would work out. 
But what I'm saying is I would like to see that match just like a, a repeat, basically, of the 2012 feud. And what, what do you mean by that? Well, because they had the feud over the United States Championship. Oh, yeah. And Ryder was so over then. Ziggler was absolutely over then, too. But Ziggler was also... If Ziggler I'm, was a heel then. Yeah, he was a heel, but, but it was during still, that time that he was going from being a heel to like being a crowd favorite. Yeah, but it I still really I that. still think that it could be some great match. It's it's obvious that both yeah. of them put on incredible matches together, and they yeah, have they, the the outside the ring chemistry and inside the ring chemistry too. So the two of them are probably the best wrestlers in the WWE at selling moves. So if you put them in the ring together, I think they could make each other shine. Yeah, um, I, I would. I would love to see that. I think that would be. I think they would love to have that happen. And that's like but, it's, a, it's like when when Ziggler won the championship. I was like, oh man, the, the 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 world heavyweight championship or the WWE one. Also, I was like, oh man, this is the time. Like they're gonna have all these new guys step up now. Zack Ryder can actually become a contender for this championship. Well, we kind of saw him cutting heel-ish promos on when he did the ZTLIS, like that little return, you that mean, brief, yeah, whatever like, that was, yeah, that brief stint. He was cutting heel-ish promos. I mean, I, I think it, I think it would draw. I mean, it doesn't have to draw, but it would draw the attention of a lot of the. It would draw. Yes. Right. More I than I mean, but it would also. Vince McMahon's the, not going to be sitting back and be like, "Oh, well." Yeah, it's not. It's not going to rake in millions of dollars, but it's going to rake in attention. I could definitely put a grapefruit around my cock and watch this. <laughs> I could definitely see that being like an opener, a uh, pre-show match to draw fans in, and I think it would work. Yeah, because it's a hot match. That. Yeah. Exactly. Big time. Next question. Um, yes, this one is from Nick. Brock Lesnar as a part-time champion is the best thing to happen to the business for a long time. With a champion that defends on certain occasions, will bring a realism to this new reality era, just like in boxing and UFC. With Brock out of the way, the IC tag and US belts can be pushed more and take center stage. Um, you know, I didn't actually think about it. In I don't think that that's kind of going to happen, though. I don't think that's going to happen. What do you mean? In I don't think the Intercontinental which? Championship and I don't think the United States Championships will become a bigger picture. Uh, yeah, and it's unfortunate because when they did have the even the tag team belts as the bigger picture, when they were doing like the Shield and uh, um, the Wyatt family and stuff like that, like when they were – or the Usos, when they were having the Usos in the main event of Raw – I mean, it was awesome. It was some of the most. It was some of the most talked about Raw, uh, Raw main events recently. And in, um, re in regards to the whole boxing and UFC thing, reality error. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that. It's pro wrestling. You need the champion to sell everything. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, it's it's a. It goes both ways because. No, it's not like I'm, it, not, it, I'm not against them not having championships defended. Every single pay per view because we've seen that a lot recently, due yeah. to injuries and stuff. But, but I mean, you don't tech, you don't need you could have the IC or US belt be the second to last match. You don't need the champion match as the main event. Well, I mean, he, like it doesn't have to be on every show. But like, I also I don't I don't it. agree with the fact that that 
I don't know. I'm just not okay with Brock Lesnar not showing up every week to. That's the thing. I'm okay. I'm okay. Although with we it. don't know if he'll show up every week, we haven't That's seen the thing. that yet. We we're putting so much behind everything, but we also do not know yet. We haven't let anything play play out. We could just assume Maybe. though. Exactly. We. I mean, from what I read, Brock Lesnar recorded a bunch of stuff backstage segments for future Raws, but even still, we don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, he could end up. I mean, look at Batista. We all thought that he was going to be a part-time schedule, and yeah, he ended he was up working, working house shows. shows. Jinx. Yeah, and then I mean, RVD. I mean, I guess we expected him to be working a lot more than just because it's really RVD. But Brock, I don't expect much. I really don't. And I don't know. I think that is what's that? I don't know. Like it's he says it, the the whole statement is about the reality error, but. This yeah. is more like territories because when, champions weren't always there. They were okay. off defending the championship elsewhere, I assume. And and it was also ran shows weren't run every single week. Now well, we've been we've been having weekly shows since 1993 for almost almost. Yeah, that's that's the big change too. I mean, I I brought that up when we were talking about one of the champions. I think. But that's a big thing too. I mean, you used to have a champ like Bruno San Martino or someone would only really wouldn't defend the championship too often. Right now, now the now because it's social media, television, uh, having four four to five events a week, your champion is going to be featured a lot more often. Yeah, but with with the whole UFC and boxing, that's outdated now to us. Well, I'm not. I don't think it's outdated. It, I think it's outdated in the fact that we've seen champions every single week, for the most part. Well, I think a big difference is like UFC and boxing. You have different. You have multiple titles, but as does the WWE. Yeah, but WWE but, has that one main title. Exactly. Whereas the they, yeah, there right. in UFC and boxing, there is no main title. I mean, like the heavyweight and the welterweight and all of that. It's not like that would be the the face of the company. I mean, with UFC, you still have GSP. So, like, I mean, back when they were, but GSP, Silva, you had them all as champions. And now, I mean, you can't really compare it on the same. That would be like having The Rock and Stone Cold as IC champion and the WWE champion. You don't really have anybody like that in WWE right now. You don't really have John Cena as. Uh, Brock Lesnar as the WWE and John Cena and Randy Orton as the IC. And like, what what here is going what's going to happen I think here is that Brock's not going to be defending his championship every single I don't know. I mean, what do I say here? I don't know. I mean, honestly, the next, the, the next defense that he could possibly have is September 21st at Night of Champions. Yeah. However, 30 days from when he Became champion is is uh, September sixteenth, I think. So I, you're gonna you're gonna pull that bullshit with us where Daniel Bryan gets stripped of the championship. Yeah. Oh but no! Then, look at that. Everybody forgot that happened. But the, I it think doesn't matter. Is, Brock doesn't also, need the thirty days to wrestle. But I also think that this could play in the benefit way and be beneficial because it could also build a lot of uh, I, don't, I don't mark heat. Towards uh, Brock Lesnar for not defending it Fans as are often cheer as him. Fans are cheering Lesnar. They fucking are they? He, he decrowned John Cena. That's true. 
I don't know, but I, but after a little bit, it could be it could get old or whatever. But I I'm willing to sit back and watch and see what's going to happen. Wow. I mean, I I'm I want to see what happens. I'm uh, I am a Brock Lesnar fan. Uh, always have been have been. So now I'm I'm curious as to what's going to happen next. But I feel like <laughs> the WWE, if they want to go into that, like make it kind of UFC boxing, you have to have more. Uh, heavy hitters as your champions, as opposed to. I thought you were gonna say more championships pop up. No, I mean, what not is like the three man but... tag championship doing here on WWE? Yeah, right. The what is it? The Divas uh, Tag Team Championship that they yeah. thought about briefly, or they did. They could have. I mean, that was no. once in WWE. They yeah, could have if they built it up correctly. They could have. They could do uh, it. But I, I don't think that would have lasted. No, I don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, up next, there's a question comment from Ben H. Hey, Marks. Hope you guys had a great week. Glad to hear Brandon's laptop has been fixed. And glad to see Dave back from his injury. I don't Smiley know why. I, I thought you were going to say, instead of the why, how you said hey, I thought you were going to be like, hey, Pato. Hey, Marks. <laughs> and it was my desktop computer, not laptop. So, <clears throat> But thank you for saying that. Yes, and uh, thank you for... Uh, then he also goes to say, I'd also like to thank you for reading out my question. Speaking of questions, do you think you do you guys think you'll watch Paul Heyman's documentary? Have a great week, Ben. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, I haven't yet. I, from what I hear, that it's completely sold out. Where from what you hear? Who would you hear it from? You heard it from you, me. You. Um, but I really want to see it more for the fact that I am a I love Paul Heyman. I think that he's a genius. And he's done so much for the business of pro wrestling, and he's been around for so long. And it's kind of like – it's a very interesting career. Yeah. Like, like it's not like he uh, – he I'm almost certain he started out as a photographer. Yeah. He, I think he started out as a photographer, and then he worked his way up. But he was like backstage for so much, and he was – he has had – he's been so influential – and I don't so think he was, wrestlers. I don't think he was supposed to be there for for a lot of the backstage, but I'm not positive. Like how that's, does he how did he get the job of being a, a photographer at Madison Square Garden? You just walked that's in the thing, with the I, camera? I, I I forget. I forget. You I know that you can't do that these days. I, I that's the thing and I think that this he I mean he's been manager to all of pretty much everyone he managed is a future Hall of Famer. Or a Hall of Famer. Yeah, or a current Hall of Famer. I mean, the guy's been with all these Hall of Famers back when they were probably less than a year in the business, two years in the business. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I'm really I'm really looking forward to watching it. What about – did you buy it yet? No, I sold out everywhere. You just got through saying that. No, but I mean you can't even buy it online? You could buy it off WWE Shop, but I'm if, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to be waiting for – like some sort of a sale. Well, yeah, I guess you'd say that. Yeah, the when they when it goes off or like, mm. I don't know. I think that this may end up being the best selling DVD. Like, I, I think it's gonna outdo CM Punk's. It should. I mean, for as for me, my favorite WWE DVD or WWF DVD that they ever released was the Rise and Fall of ECW, mm-hmm. and uh, and if that. Is anything like this? I mean, there. Uh, next comment is from Jasmine. Hey guys, thanks for another great episode. This uh, great show this week. It's great to have Dave back. My nephew, he's sixteen, 
was recently telling me that he started uh, watching WWE again because it, it has grabbed his attention once again. He has also been telling me about how he has, uh, he has been enjoying NXT while he's not too familiar with it. He says he likes it so far. I recommended that he watch the Sami Zayn vs. Cesaro 2 out of 3 falls match. Now, if you guys were to recommend to someone who isn't really familiar with NXT, but is sort of into WWE, what NXT match or superstars would you recommend? Thanks again for doing what you do. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on SummerSlam. At Reverse Adam Saj. Um, thank you very much for the kind words. Um, as for matches, it's always fun when you're trying to introduce uh, a new fan or someone that's not really familiar with the product too much, it's always kind of fun to start throwing matches out there to see what's going to stick with the person and like pick their mind. Um, personally, I would definitely go with Adrian Neville versus Tyson Kidd from uh, NXT Arrival. I think that's a great match. And then a match featuring Sami Zayn and uh, Kalisto, but on the independent market, I would definitely go onto YouTube and search up El Generico versus Samurai Del Sol. Uh, those matches are unbelievable, and I'm looking forward. I don't think we're going to see – we may see one match between Zayn and Kalisto on NXT at some point, but I think they're going to be saving something special for the main roster with that. Yeah, and I don't know when your nephew was watching wrestling, but from – I think it was NXT Arrival, you could watch the Ascension versus Too Cool just because he might know Too Cool. I'm not That's sure. true. And – uh I don't know, Sam. I think it, um, who was, it? was oh. Tyler Breeze versus Tyson Kidd versus Sami Zayn. I think for number yeah, that one was contendership, that was a really good match. Um, yeah, for sure. There's so many matches out there. I mean, Adrian even, Neville versus uh, Bo Dallas in the ladder match was good. If you want to get him familiar with upcoming uh, wrestlers, have him watch Kenta versus Brian Danielson. I mean, She's he'll be familiar. NXT here. Yeah, but <laughs> but also superstars that you recommend. So um, I'm also trying to get you uh, familiar with the wrestler that is in NXT before they actually uh, start performing. What if, boom, they just come to the main roster? I honestly, I think that they may end up doing that with Sammy Callahan, uh, Solomon Crow. That's what I assume too. It doesn't I make mean, the, sense why he's off. He's not being the, used. Or. That's the thing. The guy's been down there for almost two years maybe, and he hasn't been released. We haven't read anything about him being in any sort of trouble or anything like that we keep on seeing him cut uh promos here and there just for kind of practice uh like behind the scenes and and they already changed his gimmick once so i really think he, i mean after training for two years and cutting promo uh, perfecting promo cutting which we know solomon crow it cuts amazing promos i think they they have a good chance of just bringing him right up you don't really need him in NXT if he's already been training down there for two years, getting uh, his ring work in about like getting uh, adjusted to the WWE way. Yeah, and uh, another another big name. Hopefully that hopefully something big is in his future is Bull Dempsey. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping the fans are behind him so far, um, and I'm hoping we see more of him and just dominate stuff. If you want to get him. Uh, I mean, not really match-wise, but watch a bunch of the old uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass promos because those are hilarious, and I'm sure he'll uh, be a big fan of them just by watching the promos alone. Um, I'm not too sure what else. Uh, 
Oh, um, Emma versus was it Emma versus Be- uh, Paige, right? At the first one. Yeah, Emma versus Paige from the what was it for? Was it for the uh, the first NXT like live show or no? I don't remember. Emma versus Paige was really amazing. Like, there's a lot of good Divas matches that went on down there featuring them, Bailey, uh, Sasha Banks. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah. If I come across anything else, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much to everyone <laughs> for um, leaving comments, questions. It is much appreciated. We love all of you. Let's move on to some SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam took place live at the Staples Center again. Again. Hey, hey, hey. But next year, they're switching it up. Yeah, to New York, New Jersey. Where could it be? Um, I think they're going to go to... uh, People are saying the Red Bull Arena? No. In Jersey? What is it? Um, Where did they do the... MetLife? yeah, I think they're going to go MetLife. I don't see how they could build that up, though, unless you have The Rock, Undertaker, Stone Cold or something. I think I think they could build it up. I mean, it's SummerSlam. So I mean, they had – I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think they're going to do if it they had this, there this with year's the card, If they had this year's card at SummerSlam, that wouldn't sell out MetLife. It wouldn't – I don't think it would – actually, you know what? I kind of think it would. I don't I think, think no matter so. What, I think no matter what, you're going to have wrestling fans that want to be there and experience it all. I mean, I, I mean, I was in a room with a bunch of wrestling fans during SummerSlam. Once that appeared, every single person, the card's not even amount, uh, announced and the arena is not even announced. Everyone said, oh, we're going to buy tickets to this. I don't see how that's possible, though. That's It's 80, almost, what was WrestleMania? Over 80,000 fucking people. Yeah, the but Staples I, Center is like eighteen thousand. Yeah, but honestly, I really think that they—I think they could pull it off. Even if it doesn't sell out, I could still see it making a ton of profit. I, I mean, know. you're in the New York area, uh, New York, New Jersey area, so you're gonna have a lot of. Uh, I feel like it's gonna be a lot of business people as well coming from New York City, like how MSG kind of works, where people like usually you'll have a lot of people coming right out of work to go there. I feel like it's going to be – you're going to have that in addition to everything else. Who the fuck works on Sundays? Huh? Who's working on Sunday coming in a business suit to, re- to hard workers. Hard, hard workers. Are you going? Huh? Are you going to go? Um, you know what? No. I think I, I may I, actually be able to. I don't think you're going to though. If if I'm not – if school's not in session, I'll, I'll go. But um, it should still be fun. I really do hope. I hope. I don't know. I I just hope it's not the Red Bull Arena. Nah. I am happy that they're coming back. They're leaving the West Coast, though. It was supposed to be this year, but I'm fine with it. Nah. Hopefully, um, I make it to next year. Maybe. <laughs> so let's start off with SummerSlam. You had Hulk Hogan kicking it off. Well, before that, you had Rob Van Dam defeat Cesaro right. in the pre-show. I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I was didn't on see the road. It. I was on the road. But I heard it was a good match. Oh, look at this guy. I was on the road, so yeah. excuse me. I was. What was really Jeez, big star over here. I wouldn't say big star. Jeez. I didn't make my debut or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now, so you had Cesaro, RBD. A lot of people were angry that RBD won the match, too. To me, that doesn't make sense, but... Yeah, 
But to I me, it doesn't make sense that RVD won, not that people are angry. I think both don't make sense, but all like you don't have to put RVD over. And I think it's really bet it's really good that a lot of people are speaking up about how why is RVD winning and not Cesaro. I feel it's it's really going to work out for Cesaro. Hopefully. Um, but then you had Hulk Hogan kicking it off, and, and to me, a biggest waste of time. Yeah, it was. I think it brother, was I'm crazy. here at SummerSlam again, brother. Nine ninety nine, brother, brother. Yeah. Nine ninety nine, brother, brother. Thanks, bro. Brother, brother. Uh, watched, they kicked I it off. That with, promo again is hilarious. Yeah, Shawn they kicked Michaels. it off with the Intercontinental Championship match, yeah, with though. The fucking one of the best matches of the night. Yeah, the Miz defending his championship against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I thought this match was awesome. Yeah, I, Dolph Ziggler won. Yeah, I, I love that the end though, where uh, where I like the part where Ziggler went for the Famouser, and the Miz completely like no sold it. Like it was really kind of like Japanese style or uh, evolvish. You know, like you know what I mean, where they barely oh. sell a move and oh, then where go he like just gets right up or yeah, and goes like right into like a German suplex or something like that. With that like little ounce of energy that they have left, it's it's surprising that like Miz, we both picked him to win, right? Um, let's see, yeah, both of us picked the Miz to win. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good match. And I don't, I don't know when when Miz had Ziggler in the figure four. I yeah. literally, I don't think I know anybody. I don't think I've ever seen it before where somebody turns their full body around where Miz still has it locked on and it's not reversed. Yeah. That's but it was insane. it was still a good match though. Yeah, I'm not saying that really was good. a bad thing. Yeah. I'm saying that was a cool part. Not for sure. <clears throat> uh yeah, well. After that we had Paige defeating AJ to become a two time WWE Divas champion. I believe she still holds the record of being the youngest at the age of twenty two now. Uh yeah. That's yeah. true. So yeah. she's she's now has the top two record spots? Maybe. Does that work? Um, I am uncertain about that one. I'm happy of this outcome. I thought you said that we tied in this. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think we did. No, I think you won. How? Uh, I'll tell you when we get done with it. Um, yeah, the end. I, I'm a big fan of every. I'm a mark for whenever the whenever the page whenever page does the rampage. That uh, butterfly DDT. Yeah, I, I think I yeah I guess butterfly. It, I think that move is awesome, Sarah. Oh, huh? What? All right. <laughs> what? I got I got it now. I'm now I'm kind of curious. What are you uh, seeing, Sarah Del Rey? Yeah, because that was Sarah Del Rey's finisher. So I'm kind of curious. Is she kind of like passed it down to her? That would be like, kind of interesting. Like, are you going to try and Google, did Paige get her finisher from? No. <laughs> yeah, because she used to, I mean, she used to not do it as a, supl- uh, as a DDT, but she would just do it as the a suplex. Right? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think, I think that's how she, how Paige does the DDT. With Paige the does it into a DDT. But the, does she underhook, does she underhook the arms? No. All right, so then no, she does not do that. It's like a fisherman suplex DDT Nelson type of thing, but not really. Hmm. It's you know what it is. It's the cradle cradle DDT and no mercy. 
It was my finisher for a long time. Yeah. Um, you also had Rusev defeating Jack Swagger in a flag in an match. anthem match. No, it was a flag match. It was one hundred percent not a fucking flag match. That's what they call it. I don't give a fuck what anybody calls that shit. That's not a flag match. That's what flag they've match. Had, they've had that on the, in the past, dude. When? Uh, I think I was reading it like back in like Hogan versus uh, uh, what's his face, um, Iron Sheik's friend, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, like during like back then they would have flag matches where the loser, like they were called flag matches, and the winner has their flat their flag uh, hung up and anthem played. That to me is not a flag match. I mean, they they never said that it was going to be a flag on the pole match. It's they only to me, said flag, that it was going to be a flag. To me, match. a flag match is you you have your flag on that end, and then the other one like capture the flag. Well, I mean, that, I guess that's where they had to clarify uh, what a flag match actually was. But I mean, they never stated that it was going to be on a pole or anything like that. They, I think that they really had to state beforehand. They did state during the match what it meant, though. So I don't know. I thought a flag match—you have to get the flag, and then you have to raise the flag. I never. I don't know about that one. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I guess, is it safe to say Rusev and Swagger are done? I have no idea. I don't know why Jack Swagger would lose that match. I guess they just want to keep on building upon Rusev. By knockout. What a dumb fucking way to end that. Yeah. Um, a flag match. What a bullshit thing. Eh, it could be worse. It makes no sense that Rusev won. Could be worse. They didn't even get him heat. Could be a, what is it, a Bagwell on a pole match? Judy Bagwell? Yeah, so could be worse. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Dean Ambrose in a lumberjack match. A very unique lumberjack oh, match. This match was probably my favorite of the night. I thought that it was amazing. I love the fact that the lumberjacks couldn't contain the two of them. And they were brawling out into the audience all over. And then when you thought that uh, um, Seth Rollins was going to escape that all of the faces stopped, prevented him from going backstage. I thought it was awesome. And then when they were carrying him back to the ring, and then Dean Ambrose did, uh, did pretty much a splash to all of them, well, first, I thought Kane, it was awesome. Kane was the one that made all the Lumberjacks go after the two. Yeah, Kane came out doing that. Yeah. Um, and then Ambrose also nailed uh, Seth Rollins with the curb stomp. Yeah, that and was then, awesome too. Yeah, kind of inciting a brawl once Kane got back involved. But... I it thought was, it was a very good match. Yeah, it was a very, very unique version of a Lumberjack match. I don't think we've ever seen anything quite like this. Yeah, I, I, can't re I can't recall any time where Lumberjacks couldn't really contain the two wrestlers. And it just shows how much – I mean, it doesn't show how much, but I guess it uh, storyline-wise, it just shows how much hate and how much aggression these two have towards each other. Yeah, so congratulations big time to everybody involved in that. Great storytelling. Um, my one gripe with it is that Zack Ryder wasn't booked. <laughs> and also... Well, the Usos were booked, though. Yeah. What you, what, I, that's I'm, whatever. That's, what do, you, do you think that the Usos should have had the Tag Team Championships at ringside during this? On SummerSlam, I think the Usos should have had a fucking match. Yeah. And there was also other shit. There were, like, tag teams that weren't, like, near each other. 
Oh, well, also, well, I guess we don't know if they're a tag team anymore. Even though they were wearing matching gear last night, uh, not last night, at SummerSlam, was Langston and Kofi. Yeah. And then uh, Slater Gator, I don't know, are they are they still deciding whether or not they want to be a tag team? But only on main so. event or superstars or whatever the fuck they're doing it on? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, you also had uh, Bray Wyatt finally picking up the victory over Y2J. Yeah, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper were banned from ringside. Uh, I guess they were doing lumberjack duty. That was that was basically that. Yeah, no, I mean, there's really... It was a good match. It was better than their last match. Yeah, a lot. Like, a lot better. Yeah, so, it, like, it, better it, is it, an understatement. Yeah, it was definitely a very good match. But, I mean, what else is there to say about it? The yeah. pro, I mean, I guess a, a storyline like this is more... Uh, you're roped in by the st- by the promos leading it's, up. It's, it's more of now. I don't know where what'll be the next step. What do you mean? Is it done or not? I don't know. We don't know. Do we know? No, we don't. Oh. Uh, we also had Stephanie McMahon for the first time, I believe, in twelve years, returning to the wrestling ring to defeat Brie Bella. Yeah, Ronda Rousey was in the front row, too. You said you had a hunch. Huh? You said you had a hunch last week as to that Stephanie was winning. Why did you think that? I kind of thought that there may be that uh, heel turn of Nikki, but I wasn't too certain. This guy. But but I figured I might as well go with it. Yeah, so Triple H came out, and then uh, Nikki Bella. Well, first of all, Brie, fantastic improvement since her debut yeah i i actually thought that this was a good match yeah like they did congratulations to stephanie mcmahon for still having it yeah they didn't try to make it out as if they were really good wrestlers they just were able to put together a really good match but even like when triple h gets up on the apron or whatever and and he gets drop kicked off by brie yeah and then uh nikki comes in obviously we saw she turns on Bree slaps her in the face, whatever. And, and the crowd reacted to that big time. But I just don't, like, how many times are we going to see one heel and one face Bella? Hopefully this time Probably. it'll stick and work. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it just, it stands to, what is it? It stands time and works out for them. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely not mind seeing, I don't want to really see them together always. But I definitely so. don't want to see Bree versus Nikki. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out on Total Divas, too. <laughs> Imagine we see Let's Go Cena, Let's Go, or Cena Sucks chance during that match now. Yeah. Or Yes, Yes, Yes. And... I but mean, maybe uh, at some point it, this how... is building. I mean, uh, uh, maybe at some point we'll see. A tag uh, match. Huh? Yeah, a tag match. How are we going to know? When is it going to play out on Total Divas? What do you Surely mean? they've been filming the new season as soon as they stop filming the other one. Yeah. So we're not going to know till. That's what I think is so weird because, like, some like don't they have to like I don't I don't get the recording way. Uh, it's like, like Brie. I want I want to show you a house. I want you to buy this house. And then she and then buys it's it like, to a different real realtor. No, I'm saying like that. Well, that's what we'll see her whatever on the first episode or whatever. She didn't like a painting that Daniel Bryan drew. And then, like, three months from now, it's Brie. I'm really sick and tired of Brie. Yeah. Who that's knows? what it's going to be. Rosa Mendez. Not looking forward to that edition. Who? <laughs> uh, you no, also the have... One, the one with the free bird. Yeah. Apparently... All that, Isn't that disgusting? 
good for good for PSAs. That's bullshit. That makes that's disgusting. I I am such a the fact that you now. shouldn't you shouldn't fraternize in the first place at work, <laughs> and then you're gonna have Michael P.S. Hayes hooking up with her. Yeah, whatever. You, he was actually awesome on. Uh, I love Michael Austin. Hayes. You, did you listen to him on Steve Austin? No, I don't listen to any other show but dude, ours. It was, dude. You should listen to it because his interview <laughs> with like uh, a robot. You were like, you had no idea what to say. You were like, dude. Yeah, dude. You have to check out Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewing uh, Michael. Well, you PSAs. might as well plug it. Where where can we hear it? Uh, PodcastOne.com. Go subscribe. Stone Cold Steve Austin puts out a Tuesday show and a Thursday show. One is Unleashed and one is uh, PG. And all of his interviews are awesome. And I'm 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 hooked on his podcast. What? I am hooked on his podcast. <laughs> I don't uh, know if you understood that was a joke. Nah, I did get it. Um, you also had Reigns defeating uh, Randy Orton. Which I'm kind of disappointed with the whole build-up towards this storyline. I I, I could agree with you. I think that the storyline build-up to this really fell off. Unless there's going to be another match between the two. Because they're both generational superstars. Mm-hmm. Why not get family involved? I don't think. Why not? I feel like getting even, family involved. But even without, even without getting family involved, why not get like legacies involved? Well, like, like oh, look, the famous Orton family versus the Anawahi uh, family. Because because I feel like that's gonna they're that's gonna take away a little bit from the wrestlers themselves. That may take some focus off of Roman Reigns and put it on to his family wise. Who's gonna put, As, who's gonna put it on Sika? Yeah, it's not why gonna not? put it on Rosie. It'll they, be the hey. spotlight will still be there on Roman Reigns. Yeah, but I, I think that they kind of want to keep it all separated, which is and weird. It may deteriorate a little bit. I mean, once he wins the, I'm gonna like once he wins his first championship, I think na- then you can oh, look at the Samoan dynasty. Exactly. Then you I'm could confused. The Samoans. I'm confused but, with at the at the 2K roster reveal. I'm oh. almost certain that Stone Cold asked Roman Reigns if he's a third generation superstar. Yeah. And Roman said yes. Um, I don't know how he's a third generation superstar though. Yeah, we'll find out whenever his DVD comes out. But no, how like cuz his father is the is Sika. Mhm. So that would be first generation. There's nobody above Sika. There may be. I don't think so. Isn't it it's Sika on one side and then Peter Maivia on the other side? I don't know. We'll find out though. Um, but I think that I thought that the storyline build up to this kind of fell off. That they didn't focus that much on Reigns Orton as well as they should have. I definitely see them facing each other at the next pay per view and it building up towards Roman Reigns versus Triple H. But it's next next pay per view is Night of Champions. Yeah. So. What? So everything's going to be a title match? No, not necessarily. All right. So. I mean, I can see Roman Reigns versus Triple H, and then gradually, they don't have to actually... Roman Reigns is still improving. And if, if as like everything is being said, they, some people want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31, where Roman Reigns wins the championship. Um, don't, like, well, we might, as well too- we might as well say that Brock defeated John Cena to become WWE World Heavyweight Champion in Not the yet. event. Not yet. Well, I'm, well um, you're already saying hold on, hold Roman on. versus Brock. So, hold on. 
So pretty much you don't have to have Roman Reigns being that stud wrestler up until uh, the beginning of next year, like February, uh, like March, April. Well, it could be Royal Rumble. It could, but he, but he Saying could Brock, that's, that's assuming until, Brock will be champion until then. Yeah. But. Um, I thought that this match definitely made Roman Reigns look strong, though. Yeah. I think, it, I think Randy Orton did a great job with putting over Reigns, and I thought it was a good match. Yeah, it was. I liked the part at the end where Roman, uh, Roman Reigns was vulnerable to the punt kick, and out of nowhere, he just completely swiped the leg right out from Orton and hit the spear. Thought it was a great way to finish the match. And uh, I do too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to move on to that main event now? Yeah, so Brock defeated John Cena to become champion. Big whoop. I, I, you know, I go back and forth with it because I thought like this. 30, the, within 30 seconds of the match, uh, Brock Lesnar nailed an F5 already. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, there was a. It pretty much got Brock over huge in the fact that they it made him look just unbeatable and dominant since That's last time we've seen him in the in ring. In your opinion. Yeah, in my opinion. In my uh, opinion, he was should have already looked like that having defeated Undertaker's streak. Yeah, but I think that by uh, dominating John Cena, it only adds to everything. He just he beat me, the Undertaker. To me, he, sorry. Yeah, he beat John Cena, the top face of pro wrestling. Is this pretty much – is this the year of Brock Lesnar? I mean, he's had minimal matches, and he's – in all of the matches that he's been in, they've been pretty really much – Huh? Really shitty. But they've also been very memorable. I don't know. To me, it made John Cena look like an OVW jobber. Mm-hmm. And it made it didn't do anything for Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. I I think everybody it, knew he was going to become champion. Yes, or thought I, he was going to become champion. I think that the, the way they, they did it was, I mean, it's like kind we're, of John Cena is a guy never give up. This that oh I'm John Cena I'm strong as anything blah blah blah, and nope, one move that's it. Two yeah, moves. so it shows that Brock Lesnar is that to much. To me, it powerful. doesn't. To me, it looked made John Cena look absolutely god awful, and it I made Brock Lesnar just look I, like Brock Lesnar. I think it made Brock Lesnar look a lot more powerful than his all of his competition. There's no go back, competition. Go back for to Extreme now. Rules 2012 or whatever. John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. Then yeah. look at how much damage John Cena was able to take. He was busted open. This that. Yeah. This time, nope, nothing. But no, wrestling, you're I'm a wrestling good. fan. Wrestling fans don't remember that. Well, WWE isn't doesn't want you to remember that. I thought it was a terrible main event. I'm fine with Brock being champion. I thought it was a terrible, terrible match. The one thing that I really did not like was the commentary during a... I think it was one of the biggest moments of the match. And it was so simple. When Brock hit the F5 and JBL goes, Oh my God, he's twerking. He's twerking, Michael. No, it was when Brock Lesnar was down, John Cena was down, and then Brock Lesnar did the Undertaker sit-up and completely mocked the Undertaker. The commentary at the time was they were having a split screen uh, doing a replay of what just the altercation that just took place yeah. and commenting, commentating on that uh, replay as opposed to Brock Lesnar doing this Undertaker sit-up. Right. And then once they go back to full screen... You've already missed the Undertaker sit up, and they say 
that there, he's mocking The Undertaker, but it's already, it already took place. It wasn't during that moment. Yeah, you're 100% and, correct. And I feel like that took – that was probably – that was my favorite moment of the match. And I feel like by having that split screen and not calling the commentary on that specific moment as it was taking place, I feel like it really damaged it. Like I feel like Jim uh, Ross would have ne- – if Jim Ross was on commentary, uh, that would have never happened. Look at sitting up mocking The Undertaker. Yeah, I feel like if Jim Ross was on commentary, that spot would not have been missed. Right. And uh, uh, on the subject of commentary, there was a four-man, was a German tag team? Uh, not tag what team. What was with that? Why? It was funny because when they were introducing the, the four men, the, the, the two of them were like animated and the other two were just staring like Germans into the camera or off onto the distance. Like it was like, <laughs> oh God, what's happening right now? That's funny. And then JBL, I, I don't know like what they were saying, but JBL was like, oh, they're, they're talking about soccer. They're talking about football or soccer, whatever he said. Yeah. Which is dumb. So, um, oh, so results-wise um, with our predictions. Yeah, I think you beat me by one. There's no way. Well, you had Rollins. These are who you got correct. <clears throat> Rollins. Do it in order. Yeah, okay, go. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it in order of what I have written down. Uh, Rollins. Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Paige, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I I have Stephanie, Bray, Reigns, Lesnar. You're so you, you have picked, one more than no, me. I, wait, 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 I, wait, I wait, AJ, wait, wait, Paige. I picked Ambrose. No, you picked you picked Rollins. I picked Ambrose. Really? Yeah. I don't know why you picked Rollins, but you did. I'm almost certain you picked Rollins and I picked Ambrose. Uh-uh. Huh. Yeah, you picked Rollins. That was the big difference difference and the AJ Page match. Those two matches made a difference. I th- oh, and Stephanie and Brie. Because when I texted you, I said, I picked Page, you picked AJ, and I picked Ambrose, you picked Rollins. I don't know. I, I may have just read it cl- like really quickly. I barely. If you asked me the day after what my predictions were... On the show, I probably wouldn't know. What'd you eat for dinner yesterday? Unbelievable. Um, Moving on. Shalimar had some like Indian food. Ugh. Yeah, it was too spicy like, for me though. I don't like Indian food at all. I don't know. I like. I was a fan, but it, I just it was just too spicy. Before I went to a concert in two thousand, it must have been two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. But that which has no like it has nothing to do with the story, but. Before a concert, I typically don't eat before concerts. And my, we were in Jersey, and my dad's like, "Oh, let's go to this place," and I'm like, "Oh, what is it?" He goes, "Oh, it's Indian food." I was like, "Oh," but I went and I ate, and I was like, "Oh," <laughs> I really, I can't, I don't like Indian food at all. Yeah, we went to like Shalimar and like Latham. I that, think that bread stuff is good. The how am I forgetting what it's called? The, no, I know what you're talking about. They had like garlic or cheese. That was like na- bread, non bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. Non bread. That's non. good. Yeah, that was really good. Ate some goat. That was interesting. It wasn't too bad, though. It what kind like, of goat did you eat? It was the, very soft. What chill. kind of goat did you eat? The one from waiting? <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. It is really um, funny. If you, know, if you know the movie, it's really funny. That is actually a really funny movie. I feel like that's kind of like underrated. Yeah. A little um, bit. So, uh, moving on. So, that was SummerSlam. Did it live up to the hype? Uh, I don't know. 
I kind of feel like it, for I mean, me it the main a, event was just really bad. I I feel like. I feel like it was a good card. Like you had good matches, you had matches that didn't live up, but overall, I think it was a successful pay per view. Like yeah, there was a great match between uh, Rollins and Ambrose. Great match between Ziggler and Miz. I'm gonna throw AJ and Page out there. I thought was a really good match. So yeah, maybe it did live. Steph- up. Stephanie versus Bree was really good because you knew what you were gonna get, and you got a little bit more than what you expected. Yeah, overall, this this SummerSlam was a lot better than last year's. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, like, what the fuck? Is there, I mean, what, what, only- what is a Ring of Fire match? Nobody's ever heard yeah. of that. I think the bad thing about it was Cena and Lesnar. You expected a lot more because you knew that they had a match in the past, and how. I mean, I I thought that we were gonna get like a five star, like a five star match out of the two of them, well, and I'll, instead I, we got I, like a squash match. Why do I feel like Dave Meltzer probably gave that a five star rating or some shit? Fuck Dave Meltzer. And fuck you, Mark Madden. Worst yeah. commentator ever. Hell yeah. Waterston Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael, I'm fuck. I hate fucking that line. Moving on, moving on. Let's Jordan. talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. So where are we starting? Let's start with the bad since it's the only one. All right, let's do it. Stephanie McMahon opened up Monday Night Raw and uh, came out to Daniel Bryan's music, which was the best part of the segment. Yeah, I'm always a fan of whenever a heel wrestler uses the biggest, the baby faces theme song. I think it's awesome. Yeah, Nikki Bella ended up coming out, speaking about how Brie always made everything about her. And Brie came out and she said she could forgive Nikki for all that shit, but Nikki slapped her. And just like the whole acting thing, Nikki looked over rehearsed. <laughs> it literally it looked like the cutscenes in No Mercy. That's funny. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm okay with it. I'm, you know what? She was over animated for it. It didn't make any sense. It's just, I feel like they don't know where to put this. Like the storyline wise. I mean, you don't want it to close out raw like they have been doing. And I don't think it's really good enough to open. Yeah, absolutely not strong enough to open. Like, I feel like you're better off having uh, some sort of a, this is even an opening, like even a promo with, I mean, yeah, it would never happen because it's not main event. But a Bray Wyatt Chris Jericho opening but would this, be this is not a good opener or a closer. This is a fucking promo for SmackDown. You don't put this on Raw, even though you need the whole I, live I, the whole live thing to tell the story and everything. That's where I disagree with you. I think it's fine for Raw because it it it, it does the involve the way it played team. out. Though I'm saying it, it's like it's it looks like a thing a segment that should have been on SmackDown. Okay. Like, I mean, because of Stephanie McMahon's involvement, I, and then you have the two, I guess, two of the top names in Total Divas for VH1. I feel like it is uh, sorry, for smart to have for on Raw, network? but I feel like this is more kind of uh, <laughs> going into the nine, uh, 9 o'clock marker. To, yeah, the nine, when you're going in from the 8 to 9 o'clock, yeah. I feel like this is the promo. Once you hit 9 p.m., this is the promo that should be going on. It is E-Network, not VH1. Oh, sorry. I don't want any angry letters. Isn't it owned by the same people or something? Uh, VH1 is owned. It's all like Viacom, right? No, I think VH1 is. Oh shit! Because his Spike TV is Viacom also. And uh, they're the same. VH1 is MTV too. Yeah, that's all Viacom. E yeah. is 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 E Viacom? No, E of... is NBC Universal. I think. 
Oh, is it universal? I think. I guess so. that, that would make that would make sense because of the, I guess the the Sci-Fi uh, USA Network. Yeah, the working relations e- with USA Network and everything. NBC. Um, Why don't you drop so, the jingle right now? NBC. That one. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's the beds, <laughs> but it would have been better off at the 9 p.m. mark. Yeah. Um. Middles. Uh. Yeah. We have Natty defeating Paige or Natalia. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was a decent match. I mean, what what put this in the middles for me is the fact that AJ made her fucking appearance. She came out, distracted Paige. I was really hoping SummerSlam was the last we'd ever seen of her. Yeah, I. I, I you don't want this storyline between Paige and AJ to play off, but now, now you need to have your fight. Like the next match that you do have, obviously, is going to be Night of Champions. After that. You need to change the storyline. After that, after someone- that, Paige is Paige going over. AJ, goodbye. The only thing she's good for is dumping water over CM Punk's head. <laughs> like they need to bring. But who are you going to have in that role now? Like who? Or who is the next feud for Paige? Assuming Natalia. that she does retain. Natalia. She beat Paige. She stepped it up. She but showed off a little attitude after. Are her we match. forgetting about someone else that beat Paige? Oh no, she beat AJ. Who? I was gonna go with Eve. Eva Marie. I mean Eva Marie. But even still, I guess that doesn't play a factor because she didn't defeat Paige. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't see a storyline of Natalia and Paige really playing out well. Well, you never know. Maybe we'll see a healer side of Natalia or something. She I mean, got, I, she I got think new we, tights and everything. We need to see a heel side of a more of a heel side of Paige. Or maybe we'll see the super face side of Natalia. I don't know. But bes- okay, so aside from Natalia, what other competition is in the WWE? Nobody. Cameron. <laughs> Why? Actually, where did Naomi go? That's horseshit. Actually, that's true. I would love to see Naomi in there getting her shot, or even Summer Rae. Yeah, Summer Rae. Like she, those, she I mean, Layla, Layla, I don't think can because her knees, like you don't really want this. I feel like that would be too much of a risk. Um, so hopefully Summer Rae or Naomi get in there too. Yeah. Um, we also had Triple H and are you done with your thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon presenting Brock Lesnar with the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. It's the same title as the other championship except it has the new logo you know but it's only one championship though now right yeah, big whoop so i think that that's a step in the but how often are they going to be changing championships now i mean yeah they, they did do it a lot during the attitude era right with like you had this smoking no, skull not really his own belt and then not really you say no? the rock did you what? just say the rock had his own belt yeah no he didn't what was, it was the, never used what was the bra oh that was never used yeah Oh. At least I don't think so. If it was, it was used one night. Uh-huh. I mean, did even Jeff... Well, no. Um, oh, who were you going to say? No, nah, I was going to bring up Jeff Hardy having his own belt, but that was TNA. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm okay with it. It combines into one title. I'm good with that. Big I don't really... Though. Yeah, and then I, uh, Paul Heyman's promo afterwards, to me, did nothing to usher in a new era of wrestling with Brock as champion. Mm-hmm. Nothing on Raw that made it made me say, "Wow, Brock Lesnar's champion," and I thought that this would have been a good time for a newer main eventer to step up to the plate. Well, you never know. Maybe, hopefully, we see Cesaro step in there. No, but I mean specifically that right there, right? Oh, then right there, there in that moment. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, would, I would agree with you. Uh, we didn't mention also, not that it's a huge thing to mention, the microphones are now different. I didn't notice. WWE has their own version of the six-sided thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a six-sided microphone. It's, Interesting. It, it coincides with the new WWE logo and everything. And Interesting. Not really. Uh, uh, let's move on to the goods, though. No, we still have another middle. All right, so finish this off. Rusev and Lana were in the ring, and uh, Rusev, they're talking shit about America, blah, 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 and Mark Henry comes out, beats Rusev up, and I thought, I, I literally, I thought this was, literally, fuck that word, I thought it was pointless, and it made Rusev look like shit. There was, there was no reason, there was no reason for Rusev to win on a huge pay-per-view right the night before, and then just get beat down by Mark Henry, and... And now the thing that I'm it. okay, so I'm okay with this. I mean, I'm okay with Mark Henry, who already had a match, might I add. That's okay, but let me lead to that. I think that that's I'm okay with Mark Henry uh, one upping Rusev and having a feud of Mark Henry versus Rusev, and then Rusev going over Mark Henry to make him uh, even stronger than he is currently. Um, but the one thing I dislike is that. Earlier in the night, Mark Henry also has this tag team with Big Show that they're trying to build. Yeah, which so I feel like you can't right like you I feel like you can't combine the two. It just uh, to me it didn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like you can't have you're either going to have Mark Henry and Big Show going as a tag team, or you're going to have Mark Henry going with Rusev. Like if you really want to do something with America or something, maybe it leads to Kurt Angle. Probably not. Um, we'll talk about outside of the ring. Probably, nation. definitely not. Um, if you really want to be a team player, throw on that mask again, Hogan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, seriously, I, mean, I, I would pop it, huge if Mister America came out. I feel like the sad thing about this is that you instead of having, I mean, you're kind of. I feel like they're rushing both of them because Big Show and Mark Henry I as feel a tag like they're team, rushing both of them, or Big Show and Mark Henry does have. They do have legs to run on. Like it, it does, it could work, but to put over other people. But with the Mark Henry Rusev, that works too to put over Rusev. But even still, you can't. I feel like it's just rushing with Mark Henry having them having him in both of them. It should be finish off with this one and then move to the other one. Yeah. And if you're gonna be instead of using Mark Henry in both of these, you might as well even have a different wrestler as the. Big Show is tag team partner, and then once Mark yeah, then Henry who, is done who with the fuck Rusev, is that? Then that turns into Great Kali, and we don't want that. But that's why. After, but then once Mark Henry loses to Rusev, then you have Mark Henry progress as the tag team uh, uh, partner of Big Show. Like it's I like just who, feel like it's just rushing it all. Who else could be stepping up to the plate for America? And what happens to Jack Swagger? That makes no sense. That's the. I mean, Jack Swagger. I think they, with this loss, they just lost a lot. I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean, he still gets the same reaction with the We the People and everything. So maybe it's just good for Swagger. Maybe Swagger could be pushed to uh, uh, U.S. champion again. Let's let's move on to the goods. Do it. Big Show and Mark Henry defeated the Wyatt family. Uh and I know I said I didn't want to see more of that tag team. I said that same way again. Tag team? I don't get why that comes out of my mouth. But? Uh, yeah, Big Show and Mark Henry, but this was a great match, so 
I I agree. Rowan sucks still, but that body slam to Big Show, I feel like, sucks. is a big moment. He really, really sucks. Yeah. Um, I good watched match, that though. the other day. Yeah. Good match. And I really I do. I do hope that Luke Harper is a future champion here. As in, like, I, WWE World Heavyweight. I feel like he, I, I feel like they could make him into a WWE World Heavyweight Champion in three years, in two years. Yeah. I mean, yes, his age is a factor, but not, not really. A, he isn't he. He's close to thirty or over thirty. Yeah, it's still not a factor. That's the thing, though. I mean, back in the day, I feel like there was an era where a lot of their champions were young, but before that. Every every champion was pretty much thirty five and older. I mean, Ric Flair was seventy when he first won his championship. Yeah, so I think I think they have a lot to work with with Harper. Yeah. Um, next match. Yep. Go Is ahead. What? Go ahead. Is it the Miz? Yep. Okay, it's the Miz defeating uh, Dolph Ziggler. Why do you say Dolph? Champion? I don't know. Uh, by count out. Yeah. It was a good match, and then it was an interesting finish. Where well, well, before we talk about the match earlier in the night, which should be, I guess, in the beds, probably. You see, so why don't you take the ball and run with it? Well, I'm not introducing every single match, but earlier in the night we saw Ziggler in the back with Ric Flair talking. Then Miz walked in, and Dolph said that he's not an A-lister but an A-hole. Ric Flair wooed. Second yeah, pointless with Ric Flair there. So, so much for Flair endorsing The Miz anymore. Yeah. Hopefully they don't run with Ziggler with Flair. Flair's like, Dolph Ziggler has intercontinental gold. That was a terrible impression. Yeah. Um, But the match closed out with Ziggler hitting the sidekick and falling to the outside of the ring with, I guess, um, an injured leg after being uh, in the figure four leg lock. But I thought it was a good match. Yeah, the match I thought was great. Made for an exciting match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. You also had Cesaro defeating Jack Swagger. Yeah, another match. Good match between the two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, just to say what we said before, I don't understand why Jack Swagger, again, I mean, here, another loss for him. After being so over in the past few weeks, why... Boom, lost to Rusev on pay-per-view, then boom, lost to Cesaro, who's been on his own losing streak at almost of sorts. I just don't think that they know what to do with them right now. I mean, it's very tough to not – I mean, you can pull the trigger on either wrestler, but you don't want to pull it prematurely or you don't want to pull it while you're still in well, the midst of Roman Reigns as kind of your guy that you're going to be running with. Well, speaking of pulling a trigger, after that match took place, Bo Dallas came out to a ton of cheers – and told Jack Swagger to Bo leave. So we'll see where that goes, I guess. Right? Sure. Where like where yeah. could that possibly go? Uh Bo versus Swagger? Yeah. I, I I'm fine with it. It's a it's a mini side feud. I'm good with it. It it all it does is take up time. And that's really what you have to do. Yeah. Uh RVD Reigns and Sheamus defeated uh Randy Orton and Ryan Baxel. Yeah. I um, thought Right off the bat, I thought it was dumb for RVD to win the match. I thought it was funny that Sheamus wasn't even on the pay-per-view. I don't even know if he was in the lumber, as a lumberjack. He had to have been a lumberjack. I, I don't think he was. He had to have been. I don't think he was, dude. Well, that's... I'm almost uh, positive he wasn't. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, you also had Gold Star. Well, 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 well. All right, Joel Gertner. Yeah. I thought... 
it should have been Roman Reigns who it should have been Roman Reigns pinning Orton. Yeah. Even though I, I did I did like the jumping spear that Roman Reigns hit mm-hmm. right before R V D pinned Axel, but and yeah. I, I also I like that the hometown Las Vegas crowd for Ryback. Yeah. It was a great reception for him. Yeah. And, I, uh, I think big Ryback still fan. I think Ryback could be a main eventer. They shouldn't have I, I don't I still don't understand that downfall of Ryback there. It's it's so tough to understand the why things happen. I mean maybe that entire what we heard about Paul Heyman having heat with Ryback, maybe that really did play a big factor with it. Yeah. I mean, know. there's there's a ton of different things that could happen backstage that lead to a fall of a wrestler. Speaking of backstage, after this match, there was another pointless Ric Flair segment with Randy Orton. Cool. Yes, and nobody cared. Yeah. And, now, um, now and then Gold Star. Yeah. Versus, so is Gold it, Star. It's, it's, it is, it's not Gold Star, though. You can't call them that. I'm calling them Gold Star. It, it's specifically announced on Raw as Goldust and Stardust. Yeah, Gold Star. Like, that's like, oh, I'm going to call Jimmy and Jay Jim Jay. Why are you going to call them that? Because that's their new name. That's their tag team name is Jim Jay. All right, do it up. Let's see if you can keep that up uh, for next week. I'm, I'm not actually going to be using that. I'm giving the example of being you. I'm taking a step into your mind. Hey, I, I, like, I like the sound of Gold Star. I don't think Star. you can call them Gold Star if they're not officially Gold Star. I like Gold Star. It works. I like Gold Star. Mrs. Miller gave me a Gold Star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so and then main event time. So they, so they defeated the Usos, but yeah. maybe beating the champions put them in line for a title shot? I think so. I think that they're completely over. And we see it so so often. I love what I love what Goldust is doing. I mean, yes, I love what Stardust is doing as well with how he he is a hype man. Like he will hype up the crowd while he's not in the ring. And Goldust is on a he's taking what he, he he's taking his craft to a new level. Yeah, and this was certainly an unexpected victory for, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's so unfortunate too because Goldust back in the like Attitude Era. He he had legs to stand on where he could have been a, cha- a bigger champion than he was. Um, I, I thought that the creative genius being Vince Russo behind Goldust was perfect with it. Oh, Mr. Boner for Russo now. No, but I just know that he has done good things. Yes, he has done bad things, but he has done more good things. And you can only you could hear it on the network for only... Nine nine to nine. No, no, no. The podcast one network free of oh, charge. Po- yeah, podcast one. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> sat down with Vince Russo for a two parter a few weeks ago, and it's really interesting to hear Vince Russo talk about his upbringing, how he was working with Bill Watts in WWE, and how he Which was the blew editor. my mind. I didn't know Bill Watts worked for WWF back then. I, yeah, I had no clue either. And it was although just I so- might have known, I don't, I don't know. It was just fa- it was just fascinating to hear what Vince Russo had to say. They spoke about Kiss a lot, uh, both Steve Austin and uh, uh, Vince Russo are Kiss fans, and he just spoke about everything. How he used to be working for the Dirt Sheets, like trashing Vince McMahon during that steroid era, and the, but he was like, "Why? Why am I trashing the guy that wants to hire me and the guy that's doing all of this?" So and he and he ended up he got his job by sending a letter. Uh, about like a, an application 
to Linda McMahon. Like, he wrote a letter to Linda McMahon, figuring that she's more likely to read it than Vince McMahon, and she, he heard back from her in a week. I thought that was pretty cool. That's um, interesting. Yeah. All right, moving on. Go listen to it. Yeah, uh, main event for the evening. We had Seth Rollins defeating Dean Ambrose in a false count anywhere match. The uh, quote-unquote WWE Universe picked this match. The other two choices were also basically false count anywhere matches. <laughs> no DQ, and what was the other one? I'm I unsure. It's the same match types. It's such horseshit, but um, it all but led to the same ending. Overall, wow. Well, earlier in the ma- in the night, Seth Rollins was given an interview, and uh, Dean Ambrose dumped ice water all over Rollins' head and then threw the bucket at his face. I thought that was funny. He was just like, what? what? It's for charity. Yeah, it was funny. That was hilarious. And then this, this entire match had the, had the entire audience on their feet. If, even if you weren't in the audience at the time, you were glued to that television or whatever you were watching it on because yeah. this match was – Unbelievable. The match was great. There was a great use of tables, great use of chairs, other weapons. Great use of the crowd. Kane they got involved. the crowd so much. Yeah, Kane oh. got involved. Dean Ambrose tried uh, tried taking care of him and did at one point. Yeah, I thought it was it was an unbelievable match. Uh, didn't but, watch it, go watch it. And then I guess the ending came about. Kane chokeslammed Ambrose on the table. And uh, I guess... And then, uh, Seth Rollins proceeded to do a curb stomp onto some uh, cement blocks. Cinder blocks. Uh, cinder blocks. And then Ambrose was knocked out. Yeah. And to me, that's like the only fucking complaint I have about the match. Everyone's like, how could you complain? It was such a great thing. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know how cinder blocks work. Yeah, but they that's where pro wrestling the comes involved. That, but you, you're, Tim, like, I can't do that. It was too unrealistic for me. It was just like I know cinder blocks. If I step on a cinder block, the guy that was full blown into the Katie Vick angle. I wasn't into that. Yeah, I was into the book that came about years (laughs) after that. I I I I allowed myself to be free of that real reality that how it breaks. I mean, I'm fine with that. If you if just find a cinder block and step on it like that, it's not going to break. Okay, but me, like I'm fine with going with that. The only thing that broke that fucking center block was Dean Ambrose probably putting pressure down onto it. Okay, but it still broke. Because it wasn't a real cinder block. And I'm fine with that. It was plaster. It was the same thing that fucking Cowboy Bob puts on his arm. I am A-okay with that. I'm not. I mean, and, I get, and then apparently WWE released a statement saying Dean Ambrose uh, refused medical attention, didn't go to a hospital... Took his neck brace off, got off the gurney, and fucking left. We haven't seen him since, or heard from him since. Yeah, apparently this is to write him off television. Apparently, go record a uh, headlock uh, or whatever it was called. Uh, no, he's he's recording a new WWE movie. Yeah, isn't it called Headlock or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's a different project. What is? I wonder what it's called. Um, uh, it's with and an it's S. Just I think an S. I think. I don't think so. Uh, I just thought it's funny how it's like they announced, oh, Dean Ambrose will star in the next WWE film, and then that. Then this this angle happens. Uh, it's called Lockdown. Lockdown. I was close with Headlocked. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny. Like, 
It's kind of unfortunate, though, that this movie is interrupting such an amazing feud with Rollins and Ambrose. But the good thing is this can be picked up again and it's still going to have a, the same draw factor. And what, what I don't like also is I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. Well, stop saying that because you're not going up against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Unless you're going to go get in Brock's face. Don't call yourself Mr. Money in the Bank. I think that that would be pretty cool to see him at least attempt to cash in on Lesnar here and there, try to be sneaky or something. Yeah, but then that that happens. Every time you cash in, I'll be there. Yeah. That ruins but, that. But but he cannot be there if he's filming a movie or he is he's un he's nobody knows where he is. Like I think that now is the time where Rollins should try to cash in without the interruption of Ambrose. And that but then, and that, then that also time, that makes Seth Rollins a huge face. I think, in my opinion, at least. You got somebody cashing in on Brock Lesnar. Holy shit, it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins about to be the new champion? That's how everybody, I think, would react. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could... Yeah. Yeah. But I... I, I yeah, you got me speechless on that. <laughs> um, That is the sports entertainment talk. That was Monday Night Raw. Now we're going to move on to NXT from this past week. Oh, we are talking about that. Yeah. All right. Was that a question or? Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. Well, this week's NXT took place. They've been having the tag team tournament. I think we briefly mentioned it last week, maybe. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, so they're having the tag team tournament. Uh, this week, the Vaude Villains defeated Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy to uh, make it to the semifinals. And after that match, Enzo got his beard shaved by Sylvester... Sylvester LaFort. Uh, La yeah. yeah. So that... By the, uh, I forgot. What are they going by? Uh, um, the Legionnaires. Yeah, the Legionnaires. The Legionnaires, yeah. uh, because they've been having a feud for a while, Big Cass, Enzo, and the Legionnaires. So this is only building up. I mean, they didn't shave, they shaved off a big part of Enzo's beard, too. Um, so then after that, Enzo Amori and Big Cass cut a promo on them, uh, challenging them to a hair versus hair match at the next NXT live event. Which will be NXT TakeOver. I guess they're all going to be called that from now on. That might as well. Um, so right now, I think in the tournament-wise, you had the Vaude Villains advancing. You also had later on in the night, you had Kalisto and Sin Cara. Um, Defeat Sami Zayn and Adam Rose. I thought it was an awesome match. Fantastic match. And I, I'm really... Good. Like, WWE couldn't have done a, a bigger 180 by getting rid of Ricardo Rodriguez and putting Sin Cara there. Thank you for saying 180 and not 360. Well, I, it's just, I hate it when people say 360. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Sin Cara with him is a great matchup. And like these moves, my God, I was just mind blowing move after move. Like just watch this match. Seriously, watch this match. The shit that Sin Cara does in this match is nothing that we've seen for the most part. And it works perfectly with, with, uh, I want to say Del Sol with Kalisto. It's yeah. just fantastic. The stuff that they're doing there is fantastic. Which they, hopefully... They're working so well together. Hopefully, tag team championship, the finals, the semifinals come down to it. How many semifinals? I mean, there's two more matches or that match is it? Semifinals. You oh, yeah, semifinals. Final four. 
No, semifinals is Vaude Villains versus Sin Cara and Kalisto. Okay. So. And what's on the other side? The other side is the Ascension. With who? Is the finals. They're the champions. No, so it would be. No, they're the champions. Yeah, but that's not the, the finals. Yes, the finals would be no, the champions this, versus no, this whoever champion, wins this. No, that's not how tournaments work, dude. Yes, it is. It's the no, champion. No, it isn't. This final is for a number one contender shit. Are you fucking kidding me? So in it's the, the finals, the villains versus Sin Cara and Kalisto, and whoever wins that goes to face the Ascensions on exactly. the Exactly. So this right now is the finals. This is the semifinals. No, you idiot. This no. is the finals. The finals, your winner gets the number one contendership, and then you end up facing the Ascension. But the Ascension is not related to the actual tournament. This is how they're calling it. No, that is not the finals. You, just because you got a fucking big wrestling tournament, that's how it works. That's how all tournaments work. All tournaments, you progress into as is. This tournament, I mean, that's how this works. This is the semifinals. Whatever. It's the last match before the finals. Yeah, but it makes no sense that then, whatever. Just because the Ascension wasn't in the tournament? Whatever. Is that why you're saying that, though? No, it just doesn't make any sense. Because it's not the, no, because the tournament. Ascension... Well, are you saying it doesn't make sense because the Ascension... Yes, I'm not spending time on it. ...weren't in the tent, whatever. So uh, who do you, who do you want to be... Have? Well, who do you want to be tag team champions there? Kalisto and Sin Cara. I don't think... I think that the Ascension really burnt out. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's going to probably lead to them coming up. I don't think that they're going to do much. I don't think they're going to be around that much. I don't see the hype with them anymore. You don't I, want the Vaude Villains to be the champions, right? I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think that it's going to do much. I mean, realistically, it's going to probably end up being Sin Cara and Kalisto. That's just, to me, I want him up on TV already. <laughs> in time. Yeah. In time. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see the Ascension doing anything on the main roster at all. Which is weird. Like I, Maybe, though. Maybe they'll come in, make a... I have no idea. Time will tell. Like I said. feel like they should have pulled the trigger last year when they were uh, at a house show at MSG. Yep. And they had a ton of uh, a ton of hype behind them. Yeah. I mean, now it's kind of like the Ascension who? I mean... It really is like that because we're not seeing them every week either. Exactly. And yeah. I, I feel like Kalisto and Sakara have a lot more hype behind them. Yeah. So... We also we saw Triple H... Uh, I guess announcing that there will be a new general manager that'll be announced next week. I'm sure that's already announced, though, spoiler-wise, but we don't know it. Yeah. And then the live show takes place September 11th, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. September 11th. But definitely, definitely 100% go check out Sin Cara and Kalisto versus Sami Zayn and Adam Rose. Yeah. Let's go to a little break now. Yeah. We'll be here. right back here. Barking. On Marking Out. Podcast. Not. Online listening experience, not podcast. Says. Brandon and everybody else who listens to this show. As they should. Ahoy. This is the drunken <gasps> swashbuckler. And you're listening to Marking Out. Arrrr. Welcome back to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Episode number 185. The only online listening experience in the world today. Uh, let's kick it off the second segment with some outside the ring news, shall we? Shall we? David, did I lose you? Unfucking believable. 
Did I lose you? Are you there? Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm back. Sorry, I got disconnected a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, let's go into the outside the ring news. Uh, apparently, Daniel Bryan, yes, we know he's sidelined with his neck injuries and everything with the surgeries, but he may be out for three more months at least because he may have to undergo Tommy John surgery. Is that, is that a penile surgery implant or no? Close. Very, very close. It's actually the medial, uh, medial elbow area. Oh. But she's going to have to have the ulnar collateral ligament replaced. Uh, Nerd. Tendon somewhere else in the, bo- in the body. Um, what do you mean so, somewhere else in the body? You could take that somewhere else? Yeah, you could use a tendon from somewhere else and replace Oh, God, I don't want to hear this. I mean, it's just really – it's kind of interesting when you see it actually being done and everything. I don't get it. I don't understand how people eat human beings. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Like, so, how do you wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to eat a human today? I don't know. But, yeah, apparently Daniel Bryan may be out a bit longer than expected, but – who knows? All of these injuries could also be – he could be ready to return next Monday Night Raw. I mean after that first surgery, we're really taking the word of, of WWE after that. So yeah. I really don't know what to believe with his injuries. I don't know what to believe with anyone's injuries ever. Yeah. Talking about injuries and neck, uh, Kurt Angle. I mean I think you mean Kurt freaking Angle. Kurt freaking Angle. The guy with the worst New York accent ever. Uh, he is uh, inquiring about making a return to the WWE. He thinks that the next contract that he signs is going to be his last one. And he wants it to matter the most. So apparently Kurt Angle was in conversation with Triple H and Vince McMahon. And uh, Triple H blew off uh, Kurt Angle. And then he went to Vince McMahon for it. And Triple H got annoyed that he went above his head. This is all being report, reported by Mark Madden, though. The worst WCW commentator or worst commentator in the history of pro wrestling. So I, I definitely do not believe this. Um, I think that Kurt Angle would be a superb hit in uh, WWE still. I think there's still a lot of money to be made off of Kurt Angle, off of his name, and off yeah. of the matches that he could put on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he may. I mean, uh, you can't even say that he's limited in the ring. Because yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't give a shit. He'll go exactly. Whatever. I mean, he, he, we've seen him in TNA do really awesome stuff. We've seen him do the giant moonsault that Vince McMahon said, "I never want to see you do that again." Exactly. I mean, if anything, okay, I could understand that Vince McMahon is kind of uh, weary about it because of Kurt Angle's past with the drug abuse and everything. But I really think it's worth taking a chance on. I don't think that's um, why. I don't think that. I don't. Th- I really can't see that story being true. That's uh, once again. That's from what I read. Apparently, that he's a little bit hesitant about it because of that reason. Um, I don't. I can't. I, can't I, I definitely that. think. I think within three years, we're going to see the return of Kurt Angle in the WWE, though. Yeah. Um, what, about the, about, what about? I was going to say. What about the return of the Dudley Boys? Maybe. I was. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, yeah, bully, uh, bully. Also, Kurt Angle versus Ziggler would be amazing. Yeah, that would be sick. Uh, Bully Ray, apparently his contract, apparently his contract ended with <laughs> TNA, um, and they did not resign him. So now he wants to return to WWE at some point. I think that would be amazing. Even if it's not even as the Dudley Boys, Bully Ray has... Yeah, Bully Ray has that wow. potential. I, want, I would see, I would 100% buy into a pay-per-view Bully Ray versus so-and-so for the main event match. He has evolved into such an amazing heel and promo cutter. 
the only factors that are against him is Randy Orton dislikes him because of something that happened in the past and his age being a factor, which as we spoke about earlier on the podcast, age isn't really that big of a factor anymore. Right. Um, and I, I think that it would be a perfect fit, even if Bully Ray only wrestled for a little bit of time and then he gets brought down to NXT to work at, as a trainer. I, but then I don't see that happening just based off of the fact that he has his own school. Yeah. Um, but I think that it would be awesome. I, I would be looking forward to that. I would much rather see Brock Lesnar. I mean, John Cena versus Bully Ray then, or Bubba Ray versus Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, while we're talking about WWE, do you want to talk about the roster? Well, on the topic of WWE, there's, I guess, rumors saying that Vince McMahon wants WrestleMania 31 to be The Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Triple H, they're saying, wants Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in the main event. Yeah. Simple fix. Have it be a triple threat, Brock versus Rock versus Roman Reigns. And that if Roman Reigns beats both of them, that puts him even over huge. Even more huge? Over huge? I don't know how yeah. to say that. I think it would put him more over than Brock Lesnar dominating John Cena performance. Yeah, think about um, it. Like, There's already history between Roman Reigns and The Rock. And you know both – I could see both wrestlers putting uh, Reigns over. Um, I, I could – I'm – Yeah, but I Rock's not going to be like, oh, I'm not dropping it to this. He's my yeah. – it's like he's your family. He's going to do it. Exactly. That's why I he mean, did and, it in the first place with the triple powerbomb. Rock's not dumb. No, and The Rock even brings up that he's cousins of Roman Reigns Yeah. in interviews. So I think that this would be awesome. If anything, that's where you bring up Reigns' uh, family past. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I could see that. Um, but I could see that triple triple threat match being awesome. It also that, kills two birds match, with one stone. That could be, oh, Brock Lesnar. I'm not a generational wrestler. I'm just a simple boy from Minnesota whatever. Look at me. I, I trained. I lift logs and everything. I do this, that. The Rock, yeah. oh, I do this. Look at my heritage. My I'm grandfather's building- high chief. My father's Rocky Johnson. Look at my family. My uncle's Afa. I got my, my father's Sika. I think it would work out perfectly. And then building up, you kind of have it focus on Lesnar versus The Rock and Lesnar versus Reigns. And then like the week before WrestleMania, you have The Rock and Reigns. Finally, like something happens where someone pushes one into the other and you have some friction between them and they throw punches at each other. Who goes to WrestleMania as champion? I think it would have to be Lesnar. So that's like the vital moment. How does The Rock step into this? Well, I think one of the other final moments is how do you maintain Lesnar on top for the next few months? Because that's the thing also. That's the thing. Maybe Brock loses it. And here's what I – like the only way I could see this absolutely happening, like not absolutely happening, but the only way that I see – like the only clear path that I have right now in my head is WrestleMania – Royal Rumble rolls around. Roman Reigns wins the Rumble. And at the Rumble, Brock Lesnar, somehow The Rock gets involved in the match or something, causing Brock to lose somehow. And uh-huh. then at No Way Out, or Elimination Chamber, sorry, 
The Rock becomes champion, or there's a match there where it's Brock versus Rock for the championship. And but now, where do you fit? Would you throw? Would you throw Daniel Bryan in this? I don't know. I mean, you. I mean, and then don't forget about John Cena. Like know. Daniel yeah. Bryan and John Cena are big names when it comes to the title scene right now. Yeah. So would you fit them in there at all, or maybe have them as a have a number one contendership match at WrestleMania? Maybe, well, maybe WrestleMania thirty one. That's where we see Cena Hogan. I mean, then we see Daniel Bryan versus Kane. But technically, you still Daniel Bryan still has a rematch in there. Technically, like he to, to surrendered surrendered his. He technically never lost it. I don't know. Maybe so, that'll happen at the Rumble. I mean, I feel like there's a lot. To, Maybe we'll see Brock versus Daniel Bryan at the Rumble. There's just know. so much. There's, there's, there's just so much, so much there's going so much, on. I mean, yeah. I can see Daniel Bryan defeating Brock Lesnar for the championship too on his return. Um, and that turns into a, a fatal four way, or that's the thing. Like, there's, I would, I would be fine with a fatal four way. That's the as thing long that, as they I give know. it. I don't know. As long that's as they what... give the, the proper amount. I think if you're gonna have a fatal four way. It all ends up being a timing issue where you have to give it the proper amount of time and not have that match rushed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it could work. But, yeah, so that's – oh, yeah, so let's get into the uh, 2K15. Yeah, so they announced some of the roster. Yeah, they announced like 50-something out of the 90-something wrestlers. I don't know if there's 90-something. I don't know who that's, said that, that was 90-something. That's, that's what, what everybody I read. else I read is that saying, it was going to be – that they announced that it was like 94 or 97. But what I'm not understanding – well, I do completely understand it. I don't know why I said that. 2K is – they're like dancing around this. We're so used to getting like roster reveals in like such a great way where, oh, look, we're seeing clips of them. We're seeing footage. Up yeah. until this point, we've seen like seven pictures of the game. Yeah, We've barely there. seen any gameplay. We've seen gameplay because of the people that went to GamesCon or GameCon, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know what they're trying to build up to. Um, yes, this is it's building suspense, that's for sure. Not to me, it's not. To me, this is making me think like, oh, I maybe I won't buy this game. I mean, what's, it is kind of weird because it gets released in the U.S. October 28th, which isn't that far along. Yeah, I mean, and Taylor it, Swift has a new album coming out the day before. Oh, there you go. Um, Shake it hopefully off. It, hopefully, is, she only released that one song, though, right? Right. Hopefully, there's more that's country. There's not. She said this is her that first That sucks so much. Song. I she miss Taylor is, as a country singer. She said this is her first, like, on-the-record pop album. And what's, what's even more annoying is she's going to win a ton of country music awards, even maybe, though it's not country. Maybe not, though. I mean, the last one didn't she win? I didn't. I don't think her last album was that much country. Her last album, I don't think any country. Red, and yet she still won awards. But who knows? She's a in country, country category. I don't know. We'll see. Um. So the roster reveal. Which names stick out to you that are on the roster that um that just stick out to you? Kevin Nash. I'll agree with that one. Kevin Nash, I assume, is only in the game due to the Shawn Michaels Triple H feud. Okay. Um, uh, I don't. Tyson Kidd. Justin Gabriel, I'm happy he's on there. But somehow Tyson Kidd made it after like a long absence. Yeah. Name that's not here so far, Zack Ryder. Makes no sense. I He has to be one of those that they release at some point. It makes no has sense. I, it doesn't make any sense as to why. Yeah, he's been off TV, but he's not released. Like he's still in the. Yeah. In it. it 
It would be nice to see Zeb Coulter as a manager. I maybe we will. Um, not yet. CM since... Punk is uh, is included. Yeah, in all of this, we already announced that. Yeah, um, Booker T. Uh, Which I assume Booker T somehow is involved with Triple H and Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels. I mean, a lot of the names that are released are pretty much people. I mean, Stardust isn't listed. Well, he just debuted. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that aren't listed. John Cena at the 2K uh, roster reveal has said that you'll be able to use current John Cena or uh, Thugonomics John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like we've been able to in the past, so I don't know if that's the truth or what. If yeah, there's gonna they be haven't released Cena's. any of the downloadable content, what they would be including. Even still, I don't see this being the full roster. It 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 isn't. But even without DLC, though. Yeah, but they they still have thirty to forty more wrestlers on the roster uh, to be announced. Which makes no sense. I don't understand what the fuck is happening here. So they could be including some NXT. They could be including some Hall of Famers, some wrestlers from the past. Like I honestly, I, that's why. Like I see, for some, like I, I could see Brodus Clay and and uh, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre making it. Just that they're not announcing this because they're not with the. They're company. not in there. What? Because they're not part of the company. Right. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. I could see Paige being one of the inclusions at some point. Paige, I could see her being like DLC. Yeah, but even still, I mean, from what I read, this is like fifty-seven out of ninety something. So it's going to be interesting to see when they announce that uh, that gap because that is a large gap. It's yeah. going to be interesting who they have filling in that gap. And we have like no idea. Said, it would be no kind idea of disappointing. It would be really disappointing if it was wrestlers like. I mean, honestly, it would be awesome if Kurt Hawkins was still on it. Yeah. So it would. It would. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be that fan access with the DLC deal that we had last time. The most of the games before. I don't know if Superstar Threads is going to be in it again. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, Nobody time, knows anything about this game. Only time will tell. It's bullshit. Um, want to get into some NYWC wrestling? Yes, let's. Well, let's All do right. let's do the Sanctuary first because it took. Place. Okay. Yes, let's talk about Sanctuary. Yeah, uh, Sanctuary in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, took place at the Sanctuary on Sunday. Uh, we had a pre-show match, Nikki Adams taking on Sammy Pandora, and Sammy Pandora picked up that victory. Uh, up next, we had Damian Gibbs. Def- well, for how was everything set up? Before we kind of, because I'm also trying to pull up these uh, results that you sent me. You mean on Skype? Um, right what was it like to go into a wrestling event that was inside of a church, yep. uh, an abandoned church? It's not an abandoned. It is. It, it's not currently used, or it's. It's. I mean, for this, right? Yeah, it's used for this. It's right across the street from a church. Huh. It's a beautiful it, building. It really is. Uh huh. It's just. It, it's a really unique setting for a wrestling event, and it's a really great setting for it. All right. Very yeah. cool. I mean, I, I definitely wish I attended with you guys. The Sounds town. Good. The town's not so like. There's not much there. Uh huh. But. I mean, but even we, still, I mean, yeah, we ate we ate at a little pizza place slash they do tacos, but not on Sundays. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was decent food. It was good. All right. Yeah. But, so let's run that. Yeah. Yeah. The next. Cards. Yeah. For the actual event, though, the the first match was a pre-show. Uh, for the actual event, we had Damian Gibbs taking on Super Pogo. 
Um, Damian Gibbs, I don't know much of Super Pogo, but yeah, I don't know either. Damian Gibbs is one of these up and coming wrestlers that people should be watching. Yeah, Damian Gibbs is with his manager Jay Enterprise, and Super Pogo is with Mystical Maggi, I believe his name is. Okay. Uh, Gibbs picked up the victory there. You also had uh, Mike Good Man. No, the the Mighty Good Man. Oh wow! Sorry, sorry there. Yeah, that's 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 what happens when people send me a script with uh, spelling errors. Yeah, well, Mighty Good Man Mike Dell defeating Cursed. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I isn't Cursed like a huge wrestler? He's yeah, he's pretty big. He's a fucking so, beast. Wow. So this is a pretty big win for Mike Dell. How'd this come about? Uh, no, sorry there again. Cursed one. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember Mike Dell winning. And then I looked okay. down at my notes and I got cursed winning. So that would make a little bit more sense. Cause, like, that's why I'm like, I'm, I, I saw a picture of Cursed. And this guy looks like pretty much Bane straight out of uh, um, Batman. the Batman comics. And Mike Dell isn't that tall of a guy. I'm like, I remember Mike Dell getting torn apart. Although he did, the, <laughs> he did that elbow drop that I like. The, the Very surfboard cool. one? You know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit more about Cursed. Because I am intrigued with this character. Is he just like... He's just a, this tall dude that he's got his face painted. Uh-huh. Just, I don't know. What else do you say? Just pretty much mm-hmm. more of a man of action as per, as opposed to words. I guess. I don't know. I've never seen him do a promo. That's the first right. I'm seeing of him in general. Well, talking about promos, yeah, yeah, Bowens after, had a promo. Yeah, Bowens was, was cutting a promo and got attacked by Damien Gibbs. And uh, that that spilled out towards ringside area. Gibbs hit him with a pile driver on the outside. He lifted up the mat and everything. And uh, Gibbs wanted that main event spot against Moff. And uh, that was the, that was the that's what we had of that. Well, I think this is also leads into Sanctuary 3 where Bowens is going to take on Gibbs. Yeah, because, because later in the night, Gibbs got kicked out for beating down Bowens, actually. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, you also had a fatal four-way. Yeah, I don't know what the first person's name was. We okay. also we had Jag, which we know is Jaguar, etc. Uh-huh. We had Wild Bobby Wayward and Hash. I have no idea how to pronounce his name for this game. Okay. I really don't. But Hash picked up the victory. Great Very, match, great fucking. I, I, was, these guys are awesome. They really are. You had Bad Apple Matt McIntosh defeating Lucky Thirteen. Uh, Matt McIntosh, we speak a lot about on the podcast when we talk about uh, independent wrestling. He is very, very good. Lucky Thirteen, we don't really talk about too much. He is a CCW wrestler and well known on the independent market. And I never see Matt McIntosh as a bad guy for the most part. Uh huh. So this, this was a new experience. I was very thoroughly enjoying it very thoroughly enjoying it does that make sense no but i'm gonna ignore that i enjoyed seeing him work that way <laughs> uh you also had jason king defeating too hot steve scott yes yeah, steve scott sitting there taking selfie after selfie wasn't really uh paying attention here and jason king was a big dude as well mm-hmm. so he should have been paying more attention to that than taking selfies all right and how yeah. was everything else it was good. Up next, we had Eddie Criollo, and uh, I guess he was going as Richie Rods here. Okay. Which I guess we know Dickie Rods. And also Eddie Criollo, we know from PWS. Yeah. Uh, they teamed up to take on the Dynamos, and they actually defeated the Dynamos because the Exer guys appeared on the screen and distracted 
the Dynamos, and I guess for the next event, we'll probably see the extra guys make their official debut at the Sanctuary to take on the Dynamos. And I, I can't wait for that. I mean, JP and M3, they are definitely one of my favorite independent tag teams. Yeah. Um, it, they cut some of the most memorable promos. I mean, it's just so much enthusiasm and everything all into one, and it's awesome. Yeah. It works. Yep. Um, you also had the monster A- uh, too. Yeah, uh, too. I apologize. I don't know who the two people that he faced were. They were super over, super, super over. But unfortunately, crowd does not increase how you do in the ring because Atu uh, just. I'm gonna assume I didn't watch. Did he demolish them? Basically. Yeah, not surprised. Atu is a beast. Oh, I forgot to even mention, now that we're mentioning Atu, during that Fatal 4-Way, Atu kind of got involved, I think. Well, now you... I think Atu Hash won before. Yeah, I think Atu... What? You're talking about Hash Brown, right? Yeah. I think Atu got involved and distracted or something, or something happened where Atu hit a move and then that's when Hash won. Okay, yeah, because Hash... Under whatever he, the wrestler, Hashesh, maybe Hashesh, Hashem Muhammad, something. Yeah, he is the manager of Atu. Yes. In uh, the, at the sanctuary. Right. So, um, yeah, and the Doomsday Doomsday De- uh, Doomsday Jesus is such a heel character and monster. I mean, at some point, maybe we'll end up seeing Atu just take on Cursed. And Hash Hash is a great heel manager as well. Oh, I don't doubt that. I have He's, to say that. I mean, usually, I usually the smaller wrestlers are pretty much the best because they could sell the moves a lot better than most. I said manager, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. As a manager. Oh well, he didn't get involved that way. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. uh, yeah, and then the main event took place. We Dan Moff was out in the ring. We didn't know if Bowens was going to be able to make it because Damian Gibbs beat the shit out of him. Okay. And uh, I guess yeah. Bowens came out and said, um, "That's not how we're leaving this. I'm I'm not leaving these fans like this, and uh, I'm gonna fight." That's and, awesome. And Bowens won. Damn good match, also. Mm-hmm. And, very uh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So overall, very sounds like a very successful show. Yeah, I can't wait to see more shows at the Sanctuary. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, they announced a Sanctuary show 3.0 going to be taking place September 21st. Um, 5 p.m. start to about 10, 11 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be taking place at the Sanctuary in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. 172 North Wyoming Road? Yes. Yes? Wait, 172. I was just on the link. Is it 172 North Wyoming Road? Uh, 172 North Wyoming Street. Street, son of a Hazleton, Pennsylvania. I'm like trying Um, to remember, like I was memorizing, I was like, we were on the road. We were like, oh, is it this? I'm like, yeah. I think it's 172 North something. Well, if anybody's interested in any of this, which you should be, you should go check it out. Hazleton, Pennsylvania. You could go check out the Sanctuary on Twitter at Sanctuary Pro PA. And you could also check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sanctuary PA. Um, as we said, September 21st, RSVP on Facebook. They're also allow. They're also offering. If you check on eBay for Sanctuary season passes for only twenty five dollars for the rest of the two thousand fourteen shows, in purchasing this for twenty five dollars, 
you get a free t-shirt and you get one, two, three, four, five, six. You get six events that you could attend. Well, five. One's in uh, a free ALS ice bucket challenge event. But even still, you get at least five events for the rest of the year that you can attend for only $25. That is a bargain. Yeah. Uh, go support these people. Go support pro, uh, independent pro wrestling. Um, talking about supporting independent pro wrestling, in, um, NYWC, Hotter Than Hell, took place this past Thursday night at the NYWC Sportatorium in Deer Park, New York. I don't know why that always triggers me to think Michigan. Is there a Deer Park, Michigan or something? There's a hell, Michigan. Why, why is that? That's not... I mean, that's that. I that's the only one that I know. That's just, always stands out to me. Um, but yeah, NYWC hotter than hell took place. Uh, NYWC tag team champions, the Juicy Product, JT Dunn and David Starr defeated Milk Chocolate. Yeah, the number one contenders, Milk Chocolate. We also had DJ Hyde taking on JT Kaysen. Uh, DJ Hyde picked up the victory here. So then you had J-Red calling out Stockade for giving, uh, showing respect to J-Row at Trust No One. As we know, Stockade and J-Row had their uh, best of three series, I believe it was, um, going back and forth. Pretty much uh, matches for to gain respect for each other. Um, and then this entire thing turned out into a huge brawl. Which led to the A-listers, led by Alvin Alvarez, the solution. Wait, um, I think... Wait, no, he's not the solution anymore, right? I don't know. All right, so Alvin Alvarez came out uh, with his A-listers to beat down Stockade. And then Team Tremendous came out to back up Stockade. And then as everything started to settle down, everybody started leaving. Crusher Dugan and Athletic Inc. proceeded to make their way to the ring to confront Stockade. And then Dugan threatened Stockade, saying if he doesn't leave his ring right now, he's going to reveal something that uh, – some sort of a secret. Well, we don't know what that secret is, but apparently it's heavy enough that Stockade actually left. And then Dugan proceeded to uh, have an open challenge. Well, first of all, we, we know their history with the Order of the Black and everything. Yeah, so whatever the secret is, I mean, it's you intriguing. know it has to be something pretty big. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, with Order of the Black, these two have been together for a very long time. They know each other's past. Um, so it's really it's curi it's curious what's going to happen with this. Maybe Dugan's going to put Stockade in his, like, have him wrapped around his finger and just uh, keep on threatening him with this secret. But then he had Team Tremendous. Uh, he challenged Team Tremendous to face Athletic Inc., but Team Tremendous picked up the victory. Yeah. Um, Bill Carr and uh, Dan Barry. Yep. So you pretty much you had a it was full of impact in that entire I guess two segments. You had a lot going on. Yeah. Up next we had Ultimo Maya defeating Habali Junior, which I guess is the first time I'm able to pronounce Habali. Yes, and I <laughs> proceed to skip over that match because I still cannot pronounce it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why Brandon covers that match. We also um, we had a mixed tag team match, the MYWC Starlet Co-Champions, uh, that being Ricky Cataldo and Marty Bell, defeated Chrissy Rivera and J-Row. Yeah, I mean, I, it's good to see Marty Bell and Cataldo uh, running with those champion, that championship together. Yeah. Um, fans of both of them. 
So it's going to be interesting. Fans of all four. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, you also had the NYWC Fusion champion Rex Lawless successfully defend his championship against Shane Strickland from CZW. Um, awesome, very happy Rex, that they're running with Rex Lawless. I could see him being Fusion champion for a long time. Uh, the guy's a freaking beast. Yeah. Uh, should I think we say it so many times, but it should be signed very soon. Yeah. Up next, we had uh, Francis Kipling Stevens was in the ring, and uh, a mysterious guy dressed up. Nobody knew who he was. Security uh, escorted him out. And uh, from out of nowhere, underneath the ring, Vitko came out and just attacked Kip, uh, hit him with a kendo stick. And then he was joined by his two accomplices who also attacked Kip. Yeah, uh, Kip, I mean, he had a lot of talk going into this. He, he really hyped it up saying how he's going to pretty he's pretty much going to protect NYWC from these uh, outsiders, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a good thing NYWC security was there. They they got them they got these three out of the out of the building and Yeah. Uh, I could only assume that obviously with Vitco, it would be Joey Conway and um, uh, Jamie Van Lemer. Yeah, um, but like we say, everything, time will tell. Yeah, time will tell, but what's going to prevent Conway, Lemur, Vitco? Obviously, uh, Casanova Valentine was not present, but even still, you still have Conway and uh, Van Lemer to worry about. I mean, their presence alone is unwelcomed by NYWC. They're still finding ways to get into the arena. It would be kind of interesting to see if Forge or... Shane or someone in the higher ups is uh, supporting them. Well, we kind of letting them into the into the arena to cause the havoc that they have been causing. Well, I really um, don't think so, but what don't you think? That, but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, time's gonna. I mean, it's definitely a great storyline to that they're doing with them. Um, Grim Reefer defeated Kono. Uh, Grim Reefer, we've seen wrestle many times. Uh, I could assume that it was a good match. <laughs> yeah. Up next, we had the premier gods, that being Tony Nice and Greek god Papadon, issuing a challenge to the Juicy Product for the Tag Team Championships. And instead of accepting that challenge, Juicy Product actually issued a challenge of their own for the premier gods to face Milk Chocolate. And, uh... The winner of these two teams will face them at Till I Collapse, which is, I believe, the next event. And uh, both teams accepted. The match began. And uh, Chainsaw Joe Gacy actually ambushed both teams. So the match was a no contest. So, Yeah, um, I can only assume that means Battlestar Galactica, um, Joe Gacy, and Drew Gulak are still very present in this tag team division and they still want to be, they still want their names to be remembered when the tag team championship is on the line. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some sort of three way dance or something. For, yeah. yeah. For the championship. That would Not even for be, the championship, just like a, 
for a number one contendership. Yeah, that or, yeah, that that's what I mean. For or the maybe we'll see a fatal four way. What did WWE call those matches for the four tag teams? Tag team turmoil match. I am uncertain. I, t- I just said tag team turmoil. Okay, maybe that's what we'll see. We also we had Anthony Lacera defeating Alvin Alvarez. Yeah, the uh, A lister. Yeah. Um. You also in the main event. You had your NYWC heavyweight champion, Mikey Whipwreck, teaming up with the Big O, uh, the great and powerful O, um, in losing effort against flawless Blake Morris, the the former fusion champion and the former heavyweight champion, Mike Mondo. Yeah. So very, I mean, you have a lot going on with NYWC right now. Yeah, the next event, like we said, was Till I Collapse. That's happened Saturday, September 27th. Well, even, well, keep on going with that. Nah, I'm done with that. Okay, well, even <laughs> before that, uh, that, NYWC and the, uh, and the IFD Engine 1 presents oh, yeah. Truck House Brawl, September 19th, 7.30 bell time, in Islip, New York, at the Islip Fire Department. Tickets are only $20, and you're going to be seeing Juicy Product, David Dunn, uh, David Starr and JT Dunn defend their championship against Reckless and Wasted. Uh, Knight and Kaysen are finally getting their tag team championship shot that they, I mean, I, I feel like this tag team has deserved it, uh, has earned it for a long time. I mean, they've been around for so long, and they keep on getting pushed aside. So that tag team match is set for that night, September 19th. Um, for more information, go check out NYWC Wrestling, nywcwrestling.com. Also go find them on Twitter, NYWC, at NYWC Wrestling, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash NYWC Wrestling. Um, you also had Evolve taking place this past uh, week. Yep. Um, in his debut with Evolve, Drew Galloway. Formerly known as Drew McIntyre, I think it's safe to. I think it's safe to say we could say Drew Galloway for now on, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think for the most part, people should know that when we say Galloway, that that's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um. So Drew Galloway defeated the Evolve Champion Chris Hero to become Evolve Champion. I think that this is a great, smart move by Evolve. Um. Galloway definitely. Two years, he'll be back in the WWE, and he will be champion at some point. Now, why do you say that? I think he has the physique. He has the wrestling ability. Oh, I thought you were going to say the real reason why he thought that. Why? Because you heard somebody say it? Didn't Mick Foley say it? Yeah, no. I mean, Mick Foley and Stone Cold, a lot of wrestlers think that Drew Galloway has what it takes. I, I hope. I really do hope. I, it's tough. I mean, we both heard that promo that he cut after he made his... Uh, his return to uh, his, yeah. I guess, home promotion. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like we know that he ca- he has that. That's the that- thing that I feel like is is better with NXT nowadays, as compared to FCW and everything. There's so much more time for developmental. Where like, oh, let's go here in this green room, whatever, and record. Not a green room. Let's go here and record a promo. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, we could do it, and they have that. They have yeah. that capabilities. I don't know if they had that in FCW and everything. Where, oh, come cut this promo in front of this camera. Oh, yeah. we you have to wait. We have to edit this, this, that, or maybe we just don't have that capability. But 
nowadays the trainers and everything they could see even more so that these wrestlers can cut promos and that's what i think was maybe missing with some of the wrestlers that wwe just didn't have so much more faith in such as drew galloway drew mcintyre yeah if that even makes sense um but yeah so he's their new champion um, Matt Seidel made his return to the indie market uh, as he defeated Johnny Gargano. I you also he had, lost. Huh? I thought you said he lost. The, he wrestled on two or three of the nights. This is for the first night. That like was Evan had, Bourne, by the way. Yeah, Evan Bourne. Um, the next night they had Drew Galloway defending successfully his championship against Anthony Nice, which I could only Seriously? assume. Seriously? Yeah. Where was this? Evolve. No, no, where? Um, Orlando, Florida. Damn. It was on iPay-Per-View. Yeah, Drew Galloway defeated Anthony Nice for the championship uh, to retain the championship. I know I, I'm I may order the iPay-Per-View like the replay just to see that match. I mean, not that. I mean, you also had Ricochet defend his Open the Freedom Gate title against Matt Seidel. Uh, Ricochet has been is unbelievable, and so is Matt Seidel. So there's a ton of matches that are just mind-boggling that. A lot of fans won't have the opportunity to see. Yeah. You know, by the way, now that we're talking about, like, Evolve and everything, they had the uh, a network special for the Shield era. It was, like, their journey to SummerSlam. Uh-huh. And they went through each of their careers and everything and started, like, oh, Seth Rollins, Ring of Honor, this, that. They had Sami Zayn talking about him and everything. And uh, Daniel Bryan was talking about him. And Gabe Sapolsky was on this. They, they were talking about Ambrose and CZW and everything, and they were talking about his Dragon Gate and Evolve run and everything there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Roman Reigns and his NXT start, or FCW start, wherever yeah. he started. It was a good uh, documentary. You should definitely check that out. Um, to keep it on the indie scene. PWG, uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, Battle of Los Angeles, BOLA 2014, will be taking place this upcoming weekend. Uh, the 29th, 30th, uh, 29th, 30th, and 31st. So go check it out. Reseda, California. Um, you're going to be seeing, these are some of the first round matches. First round matches are going to be taking place the first and second night. And then the third is going to be the conclusion of the tournament. And then a few extra matches. Um, opening it up, you got, you're going to be seeing AJ Styles versus Brian Myers. Uh, I mean, come on. That's going to be unbelievable. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you're also going to have Gulak versus Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish versus Brian Cage, and a ton more. Um, and then on the second night, you're going to be having Chris Sabin versus Ricochet, Chris Hero versus Matt Seidel, uh, Candice LeRae making her BOLA debut versus Rick Swan, ACH versus Kenny Omega, Adam Cole versus... Zack Saber Jr. and it's just, just it's pretty much uh, IWC uh, independent wrestling fan heaven. Yeah, speaking of independent wrestling fan heaven, Chikara. I mean, not that they're. I mean, yeah, they're back. Whatever. King uh-huh. of Trios. Everybody every year looks forward to the King of Trios. See what teams are announced. See what teams are wrestling. This that they announced their first team of Kenny, Mikey, and Johnny. Wow. Which we knew was the Spirit Squad, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I'm more looking forward to the other tag teams that they announced. I just this. I just pop here and there for like like that one year where we had Aldo Montoya, 1-2-3 Kid, 
and Gennetti, I, so. I think it was. No, I think it was Tatanka. Tatanka? Yeah. I, I, I still think it's funny how Crime Time was going to go Crime Time and Emma. That still would have been really funny. That would have been funny. Um, but, yeah, so Chikara is alive and kicking. Independent wrestling is very strong at the current time. Yeah. Um, whatever is local to you, go support them. Go see them. Whether it's NYWC, 2CW, Beyond Wrestling, uh, Valkyrie, go check them out. Everything. Um, and that's all the independent wrestling news that we got for you. So, Dave, any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to everybody that promoted us. Um, go follow at John Griffin, at Mr. Anuba1, at Sunset Flippant, at Rohit CR2K, at Cole Trafford. Um, Cole Trafford was also uh, had a, li- a little mini contest just for following Forge, Referee Forge, at Forge NYWC. I don't think and he was the next not, person to go not, follow him. So. I don't think it's Ref Forge anymore. What would it be? Forge? I don't know. He'll always be known as Ref Forge to me. Um, also go follow at uh, the Alley Cat 1122, at Reverse Adam Saj, at be- Not Best for Biz, at NYWC underscore sign guy. We got at Rohit CR2K uh, CR again, at Justin DeRosa 316, and at the Alley Cat 1122. Um, while we're talking about Alley. She is a big listener of the podcast, big supporter of uh, Brandon and I, and we much appreci- appreciate that. Also a loyal fan of the independent scene, especially NYWC. If you ever see her there, go have a conversation with her. She's good people. Um, but you could also go support her. Uh, she will be trying to uh, achieve her to become a two-time headband winner for the Tough Mudder, Tough Mudder Tri-State. Um, she's trying to raise a lot of money, so she's raising all this money goes towards the Wounded Warrior Project, which is always an awesome, awesome uh, uh, organization that gives back to the Wounded Warriors um, that have served this, uh, this country and protected us. Um, so she's going to be running the Tough Mudder and raising money. Uh, go check her out. Uh, it is at eventbrite.com. We will be throwing out the link to you guys. We'll be linking all of you guys multiple occasions this week. Try to help her out in supporting her. Uh, she got 55 days left for the donation, so get that money in there if you choose to support uh, support her in her uh, raising of the money. And the Wounded Warrior Project, always a good deed. Also, go follow Josh Shape Delane. Um, Recently, he also he's also uh, owner of Around City, uh, New York Mets podcast that he runs with uh, cousin Brad at uh, Brad again. Um, was it Brad again? Eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, Brad again. Eighty nine. So go follow him. He's also he has a book that's going to be coming out a little bit later on this year. Uh, it's going to be entitled "The Essence of Professional Wrestling." Uh, once that is out, I will be. Giving you guys more updates with that and more news where you can find that and purchase that. For now, you can go check him out at Josh Chap, Chap Delane and find him at AroundCity.com. Um, and that, I believe, is all of the 
Shameless plugs. Yeah, let's mention uh, the fact that we were in the Huffington Post this week. Yes, we were we were in the Huffington Post, courtesy. Uh, thank you very much to Anthony Romeo. Um, he is a contributor and uh, columnist for the Huffington Post, and he featured us in his article about professional wrestling and uh, being a professional wrestling fan. It is much appreciated. Um, I think it's an honor to be included in this article. Uh, please. Yeah, well, I'll definitely be printing it out. Yeah, please go follow Anthony Romeo. Give us feedback on the article. Uh, let him know what you think about it. Let us know what you think about it. Let Huffington Post know that you want more articles about us. Let Newsday <laughs> know. Tweet to Newsday. Tell them that you want to feature on us. Yeah, tweet to MTV. Tweet to Jimmy Fallon. Tweet to every Yeah, tweet to Ellen DeGeneres. Tweet to everybody. Let them know you want to hear more of Mark and Out. So we'll give it to you if they come to us. What? You know what I mean. Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Oh, that's it! First shout out goes to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. It's a nice little town and it's uh, quite scenic. I don't think anyone from there listens, but you never know. And uh, Cesaro says that the most beautiful place in the world is Switzerland. And this place is called the Switzerland of America, so definitely check it out. I know uh, ECW used to run shows here and everything. It's a nice little town. I already said that. Second shout-out goes to our favorite, Cracker Barrel. Hell yeah. Can't go wrong with this place, whether it's pancakes in the morning, which I think they have the best pancakes out there currently, or some chicken fingers and mac and cheese in the evening. You have to try it. You can get breakfast served throughout the day. If you haven't tried Cracker Barrel by now, find one. Go to it. Order their pancakes. Tell me I'm wrong. Because I'm not. And last shout-out goes to Rod Stewart and Santana. I guess you could say the tour rolled on. I saw them on Wednesday. And this was, I believe, my second-to-last concert for the summer as of now. And it was great. Uh, You can't go wrong with Rod Stewart concert. It was my third time seeing him. And... Each performance, fantastic. Every single time. That guy, really Very amazing. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, and that is our podcast. If we wanted to do a Mark album of the week, though. Yeah. So I guess now it's time for... For our... That's right, the markout moment of the week. I'm going to start first with the uh, a non-wrestling markout moment of the week. That being on Late Night with, oh, sorry, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I'm so used to saying Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he had Pierce Brosnan on as a guest, and they played Goldeneye for N64. And I was like, that's awesome. Cause NC- yeah, the only disappointed, disappointed thing to that was uh, Pierce was not. Brosnan had no clue how to play. Yeah. <laughs> he was like throwing chops randomly, and I'm like, he oh, come on, up, dude. Yeah, he couldn't pick up a gun. There was no guns around. Yeah. But that was awesome. It was so weird to see that in HD, too. Not that the game was in HD. It was looked really shitty, but. Yeah. Because GoldenEye is probably the best game for N64. 
followed by Mario Kart 64, and to us as wrestling fans, No Mercy's up there. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, and, that, so, and that order is probably my favorites. Yeah, mine too. So if, you, if you've never checked out N64, have no idea what an N64 is, go play Goldeneye. Definitely go play Goldeneye. Try go play it. No Mercy. They, 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 released, they released Goldeneye on... Uh, on the Wii, but it's not, it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't as good. Oh, I'm going to throw Super Smash Brothers in there too. Oh, hell yeah. But that wasn't yep. on N64, was it? Yeah. It was? Yep. See, when I got into Smash Brothers, it was for GameCube, which was. Really? Yeah, yeah. no, originally it was 64 and it was unbelievable. Yeah, so just imagine what it is now on the Wii. I, I don't want to. I think it's better then. I want it. Well, I really enjoyed the GameCube version. Mm hmm. Work. But you have a markout moment of the week, personally. I personally, it has to be the entire week. Uh, what Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are doing in that ring—it's um, just unbelievable. It's amazing. It's how pro wrestling should be. It's pro wrestling at its finest. It's engaging the crowd. It's getting a ton of wrestlers involved. It is telling a, an amazing story. Uh, and the the matches that they're putting on have been superb. This yeah. past week on Raw, um, the their, their match, match. Their, their match at Battleground was fantastic. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, that didn't happen. I know. <laughs> um, oh man, I'm too good. But check it out if you haven't seen any of it. And the story, the good thing is, even with Dean Ambrose ridden off for a little bit, it could still continue at some point. So this entire match, I marked out for for the week of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's definitely a good markout moment of the week there. Yeah. Um, and that is our episode, um, the online list, the only online listening experience. Yes. Marking out number 185. Yes. Um, once again, go check out HuffingtonPost.com, uh, Anthony Romeo's article entitled, uh, titled learning the ropes. Yeah. We'll keep posting um, it throughout the week and everything. Yeah. It's month. just going to Google learning the ropes, Huffington Post, um, feature. Huh? I was going to say I'll have to print it out and give it to my grandmother. Yeah, right? It's It features us and pretty much we lay it as it is as being a, as a professional wrestling fan, how pretty much we get stereotyped as a professional wrestling fan. Uh, not all of us live in our, in our uh, parents' basement. Not all of us eat our own boogers and are jobless and are uh, geeky, nerdy, whatever. Are you fucking class. taking shot after shot at me? <laughs> no. It was one time, damn it. <laughs> but even still, like there's never you shouldn't be ashamed of being a professional wrestling fan regardless of if you're that's one. Unless um, no, there's it, there's some points where you should be ashamed of it, but overall, not if shouldn't. but as at your age, regard uh, even if you're not <laughs> that in your one teens, and a half. Yeah, that's a half. Uh if you're not in the teens or if you're in the 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, you shouldn't be ashamed of what you love. It's like and middle in middle school. I wore a pro wrestling shirt almost every single day, and then eventually I just started wearing Adidas shirts. When they, that's what everybody knew me as, like, oh, that kid wears Adidas and nothing but Adidas. And, yeah, uh, that was all throughout high school. And it wasn't it really until we got this podcast going, like here and there in 2000, 2011, maybe. When they first started releasing shirts and like cooler shirts that I started, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm, I I bought this John Cena shirt. I bought this Rock T shirt. I bought this Zack Ryder shirt. 
I'll wear this every single time I go to a WWE event. I'll wear a Zack Ryder shirt. And then uh, they just released more and more shirts. And I'm like, I'll just I'll just wear a wrestling shirt every day. I don't care anymore. I'll wear a fucking yeah. wrestling shirt. Don't, I mean, be proud of it all. Um, be, embrace your pro wrestling love. It's it, We have such a large passion for pro wrestling, and there's nothing to be ashamed of with it. So go read that article. Go tweet to Anthony Romeo, the the columnist of the creator of the article. Uh, his handle is at Anthony Romeo One. That's Anthony Romeo, the number one. Uh, Huffington Post. Tweet to us as well as Anthony Romeo and let us know what you think of the article. Let us know if we represented the pro wrestling community uh, <laughs> properly. <laughs> that makes me laugh because I thought you were going to say something about the lollipop guild. The lollipop guild, no. Because <laughs> you were um, like, let us know if we represent. The lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. You don't really have to change your voice. It's already there, brother. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, tweet to us as well as Anthony Romeo at Out. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Go listen to all of our past episodes, markinout.com. Go subscribe, please. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Yeah, like us on Facebook, Stitcher Radio. You could review us there. Yes, please like us, subscribe. That is so huge to us if you, if, if you just subscribe. Uh, we don't make any money off of this. We're doing it out of uh, in our free time just to entertain all of you. Yeah, we're using our money for, for the website, everything, yeah, hosting. We don't, we don't, we're not supplementing any of this income with all anything. Our, it's just our put it out devices. to you guys. We're doing it girls. out of wedlock and everything. Yeah. So, so thank you very are, much. Well, actually, that's not true because Chris doesn't. He's married. Yeah. He doesn't. So you can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. That's BTTG161. I don't want it to cut off there. You can follow Dave on Twitter. At, at Dave the Rave, Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Underscore M-O. And that is the episode. <laughs> we, we, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a good